Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and PantelisComedy.com. It's the Pantelis Podcast. Sarah Quinn. Hey. Medicine woman. <laughs> Everybody's making that joke when you were growing up, huh? Yes. I, I think that's why I'm doing a PhD, just so I can be a doctor. So then I can be Dr. Quinn, That's but not a medicine like. woman, like Dr. Quinn, unemployed comedian woman, basically. What, what kind of doctor? Um, in social psychology, experimental psychology. That's why you make a great comedian. That, <laughs> I study rejection. So. That's probably why. But uh, did you ever watch that show? I just had a curiosity. I never did. I think I was, I was, it was on when I was growing up, but I was a little too young. I never watched but, it. I just remember the commercials. I, yeah, yeah. That was the first thing. Well, the first time I met you, when I heard your name, it was the first thing I came. I was like, "Hey, it's not that rings a bell." Yeah, Doctor Quinn, medicine yep. woman, eight seven central. That's what I remember. That's how I know. Like, that's how I age people. Like, I know how old somebody is if they make that reference. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay, you were conscious in the nineties. Okay, you are uh, at least in the Montreal scene. Uh, one of my favorite comedians and peoples, oh, good peoples, good peoples. Thank you. Uh, big fan. That's why I brought you on. Uh, big fan hi, of yours. I, I was away for a while. Okay. While I was away, everything went uh, nuts. Yeah. Uh, even in the States in general, right? Like the Confederate the statue thing. world is nuts thing. right now. What do you think about, about is... that, about the statues? Well, about the statues? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's a weird, like, so like, you know, they're celebrating these racist things. And then people are also using it as places to come together. I guess, so it's like, do you, do you take it down, right? But then if you take something like that down, are you... You know, sometimes you need memories of the way things were shitty, right? Yeah. So, you know, but, and I also think, I think if, if you're a, a racist person, you don't have a big, you know, statue of a person to go to, you're going to create your own Yeah, that's, that. I don't, that's I don't the think thing that the statue creates uh, racism. Yeah. I don't think taking it down is going to alleviate racism. Like, people no. aren't just going to be like, oh, I'm not racist anymore. That statue's gone. However, I do understand if certain people view it as just a sign of oppression yeah. and yeah then and if that's like, hurtful if like yeah, every like, time you walk by like that it why is this triggers here? something or yeah i can see that but i think there, there could have been less violent ways of fucking taking the statue down. i'm pretty sure if you'd vote right account yeah they'd be like yeah let's take the shit down yeah. i have yeah i have no issue with taking the statues down i just think that that is only that is just the beginning like there's so many other things that have to happen like that's yeah that's not gonna it's not, i feel like they're doing it on purpose trying to distract us yeah, I don't know. That's why I, I think it's happening. Because it's not really making a difference. Just people are scrapping it out and watching it on the news. And I feel like people often miss the big... Like, people fight about these things. It's like, no, let, let's just talk about racism. And let's fight about that. And let's stop that. Like, let's not even talk about statues. Like, but but I, And I keep seeing the reverse, too. Like, I saw a list. Um, somebody from Black Lives Matter released a list of demands for white people. And it was something ludicrous. It was like, lud- I was like, fuck, that's racist, too. They're like, if you have a home, uh, you know, you should give it to a black or brown family. Like weird things like that. Oh, that wow, okay. Obviously, it's, you know, you've been working your whole life. You have a house. But because of the color of your skin, you got to give it away. Like it's just weird things like that. Like I feel like both sides, both extremes, they're coming together. They're doing the same people shit. People need to come together and just have a conversation and have not, empathy. No, it's not going to happen. As you can see from internet. And it's hard. It's hard. Like if you live with privilege, if you have white privilege, 
it's hard to truly have empathy because you don't you don't recognize your own privilege, right? So it's hard to actually understand oppression when you've never been oppressed, but you have to try, you know? Not that you have to give your home away, but... Yeah, that's a bit... <laughs> but what is, to you, what's white privilege? Oh, um, probably everything in my life that I don't even recognize that I have. Um, the fact that... I don't know, the fact that when I walk down the street and I see a cop, I'm not scared. Um, I I remember... so. I go to New York a lot. Well, not not recently, but I used to go to New York and I just like hang out. And I, I met this man. He, he's like a chess master named Cornbread. He's a homeless black guy. I met him in Washington Square Park. And we like he's awesome. He, he's my friend. And we're sitting in the park. And and it was it was such a you know, and, and he we were like smoking weed. I think it was one of the first times I like smoked up with a homeless man in New York. Oh, God. High potential employers. Um, <laughs> but uh and I remember then like a cop, like we saw a cop car and he's like, you have to stop smoking because you'll get. And I was like, wait, but wouldn't, aren't you the person? And he's like, no, they would, they expect it of me. Like they just he's homeless expect or me. He's black? I, I, I think both. I think but like a homeless black dude. And they're like, they, they're just going to expect that I'm going to do something wrong. So they're not even going to buck. Like it was such a weird. But also what do you do to a homeless guy? Give him a ticket. He's going to pay it with what? Yeah. Isn't that a waste of time, like a waste of city? Let the homeless guy smoke up. I know. No, I mean, it was nothing happened, but it was just like such a, I don't know. It, and I think it's also, I think it's different in Canada than it is in the U.S. And uh, I've noticed that Not too. that there isn't racism no, here. No, no, no. There's, there's definitely racism here, but I've noticed how different it is. Yeah. When I go, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, okay. I've been, uh, been living in a different world. Uh, it's not as apparent here. Yeah. There's a lot of passive, but everybody here is very passive aggressive. That's what irritates me. As a, as a Greek, I'm very, um, very passionate. You know, stuff just blurts out of my mouth. And that's how I get into a lot of arguments. Yeah. It's because people say something. I know they mean something else. And then I'm just often like, wait, why are you talking like that? Just be honest. What the yeah, fuck do you want to yeah. say? What do you want to say? Yeah. And I feel like there's also a lot of, I've noticed it in social media. And just, just even within the comedy community, there's a lot of oh, we're all fighting passive aggression here. just online. In, in this city now, that's all it is. It's all And you uh, can sit down, you can hang out with a person, and, and it seems like you like each other and you get along, and then, oh, then you go online and you see something. And, and I think if people just sat down and had conversations with each other and tried, tried to come at people with empathy. All right, so this is like a first for technical difficulties. <laughs> the point is, if we're going to recap, just in case we lost anything. Okay, yeah, I need so, to remember. Recap it for us. So you were at uh, at the Wiggle Room. You were at the Wiggle Room using uh, so some you, jokes that you had already that I'd already u- had been using for a couple months, and they and they worked. And uh, yeah, but it talked. It, it's talking about racism. It's not. They're not racist jokes. Uh, and actually, I have and I noticed when I do those jokes, they they get laughs. But I notice black people laugh more than white people, and like I've added tag to it where i kind of call out i'm like yeah white people are afraid to laugh at this like you're worried you're gonna get in trouble but like when have white people ever gotten in trouble for anything which is good like, which, which is a funny joke it makes funny. sense it's, in that context yeah. yeah um which and we should get in trouble for things like it's about time uh but i refuse to get in trouble for anything <laughs> but yeah but anyway like so i'm doing these jokes i also um and and it is an edgy joke but it's a joke about rape culture. And so I, I cause I, I kept, this was my, I think the, my third week, I think I, I did five weeks in a row at the Wiggle Room. This was my third week. And you know, you're doing like 10 minute sets each time. So I'm like, I can't keep doing it. Like I got to shake it up. So I wrote, I, there was like something I had wanted to write about for years. Like I, I, 
and I'm fine. I'm really, I'm fine with it. Um, but I, I'd been raped like now maybe eight years ago. And how I got over it, I wasn't a comic at the time, but I, I, I wrote jokes. Like, that's how I get over things. I, I joke about it. Uh, and so I wanted to do those jokes on stage. But it was also a joke about the idea that somebody got away with raping me, but I can't get away with joking about it, which I think is kind of like, that's like people oh, that's... get outraged by rape jokes, yeah. but nobody's getting outraged by rape. And so I'm, I tested the joke out uh, a few days earlier, went over well, edited, kept what worked. And because it's the wiggle room and it's not a comedy club and there are people there, you know, for burlesque, for music, they're not just people there for comedy. I put a trigger warning. Like I said, look, I'm going to, I'm doing a new joke. It's edgy. It's sensitive. If you don't like that, leave. I won't take offense. Which so you I, already I covered, did more than you should have. I covered, yeah. And, and I do this joke and I talk about getting raped and it ultimately like the punchline is, and, and I, and when I start joking and I can tell people get uncomfortable and then, and I kind of, I say a thing where I'm like, some of you are laughing. Some of you don't even believe I got raped. Some of you just want me to shut my mouth. I'm like, you guys sound a lot like the cops I tried to report my rape to. And then those people get on board because then they see what I'm doing. There's actually a woman in the audience stood up, gave me a standing ovation, yelled out, you're a hero, came over to me after the, after the show. And she was like, I was raped. That's the best I've ever felt about it. You made me laugh about a negative thing. And I know not everybody has that reaction. No, but I know. It, it's, it's good to put, you know, you're a person. You made yeah. a joke about it. I'm still yeah. a person. And then they didn't I got, win. Yeah, yeah. I, I should be allowed to talk about it. Not in a, you know, obviously if I'm going to do a comedy show in a woman's shelter or something, like I'm not doing those jokes, right? Uh, but there was, there was actually last year, there was a, a show for, I think, victims of rape and it was all rape jokes. Like for victims. I heard about this. It was punching, it wasn't like the punchline isn't, oh, then I raped her. The punchline is like. Then I got raped? Or the, I don't know, I didn't actually it's go to that weird show, but like, punchline. no, but like the punchline, it's a, it's a, it's against rape culture. Yeah. Right? Uh, and uh, they're not yeah. going to do a pro rape but show. This is, so yeah. So I do, I, I did my Rachel stuff that's been working. I did a rape joke and then I got called a racist and a misogynist by this one woman put that. Wait, wait, and this what is does a, that have to do with your rape? Is it I the rape I think because joke? I made rape jokes, I'm somehow a misogynist. And, and this is a woman who's, I believe also has been raped, has written poems and essays about it. So why can't I talk about my experience? And just because it's comedy, like it's an art form as well. And then there was a man, uh, I was sent screenshots, who also, and, and uh, also was like, you're a misogynist. Like, how dare she talk about rape? And like, it got, and that, that I was sent screen caps. And I, the discussion got pretty mean about me. And I'm like, I'm getting called a misogynist. Well, for the first time in my life, I've openly talked about getting raped. And now a man is bullying and humiliating me online. Yeah. And, like, it was just... And the women are on board. And then, yeah, well, like, just... I mean, this is a very small group of yeah, people. Yeah, obviously not every... Um, but, yeah. I mean, those those women that you're talking about were on board yeah, with this guy calling you a misogynist. because I don't think they believe... I think they thought I was... And then somebody's like, well, yeah, ta if you make rape jokes, you're normalizing rape. Well, That's guess what? Guess what? Rape already is normalized. It's about time we normalize victims being allowed to talk about it. Hey, you should be allowed to talk about yeah. anything. Yeah. Especially your own personal experience. Yeah. If you And that's and I know that joke isn't for everybody. I'm doing I'm doing a show on Monday and I was asked not to do that joke and I don't take offense to that. That's fine because that audience doesn't want to hear that joke. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, when I'm on a dirty show, when I'm on like a late show at a con like I typically talk to the person running the room and be like, look, I've got a rape joke. It's not a, it's a joke about culture. Can I talk about it? If they give me permission, I do. If they say no, I don't do it. I don't. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. 
you 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 do write smart comedy, but you're not an edgy comic in the sense I've never seen you go out there and try to piss people off. No. You're not like a, a shock jock. You're not that person. No, I've, and I think that I think there's a lot of awful things happening in the world, and people are scared to talk about it. And I think comedy. I hate the word safe space. I don't mean safe space in the way people throw that term out, but I think comedy creates a safe space for us to talk about issues and laugh about and shit. laugh about it. Because you know what, like. There are racists in the world and there are rapists in the world and there are people who don't want to admit to that. And I've tried to get into like intellectual debates with people who are like, rape culture isn't a thing, oh, racism isn't a thing. And and you try to have conversations with those people and they don't want to listen. But if you can make those people laugh, they're thinking about it in a different way and maybe they'll become more open-minded. And yeah, I think it allows us to talk about difficult things and I think it's important. And also, but also make a fart joke too. Like comedy also doesn't have to be about social change. No, it, 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 it could be, my rule has always been if, if you can make something funny, then good for you. Mm. But if you can make something tragic or something cra- funny, that's, that's skill. Like I don't know that I can take a rape scenario and make it funny. Right. Yeah. And if I could, I would be proud of myself because I'd be like, "Fuck! How did I take something like that, make people laugh? Yeah. That's talent, right? I don't. I don't think I have that. And you took something that was also personal to you. It doesn't make you. Uh, it didn't make you feel inferior to say. In fact, it empowered you. You said, "You know what? Fuck it! Yeah. I own this. This. I own this now. I own what happened to me, and I'm gonna fucking say it." And I heard. Uh, I didn't hear it from you, but I heard from uh, a couple of comedians what the joke is and what the punchline is, and it's fucking funny. Thank you. And there was another comedian, um, fuck, what's her name, Robin, um, uh, she's, she does comedy on the scene uh, a bit, and she's the daughter of a comedian on the oh, scene. Oh, Flynn? Flynn. Is it Will Flynn's daughter? Yeah, so yeah. Will Flynn's daughter, we were at Shattergate, and I was there, I was hosting this night, it was a Joey Elias thing, Okay. and I had never seen her do comedy, and she was doing, she was doing comedy, and then she had a rape joke about her being, she was raped, and she made a joke about it, okay, and you know, some people were uncomfortable, some people laughed, because it was a fucking hilarious punchline. It, I, I didn't think I was going to laugh. I was like, oh, fuck, where is this going? Like, Are yeah. we going to take a turn for like dark and then people aren't going to come? It was a fucking funny joke. It was a funny joke. She made light good, good of a situation her, yeah. that was obviously traumatic. It was a fucked up thing to be. But it, she she's like, fuck it, I own this now. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be a shadow over me. I'm going to fucking own this. Yeah. She made a joke, right? I didn't hear anybody complaining. I didn't hear anybody come after. They were all adults, mind you. I didn't hear anybody come after the show and be like, oh, that offended me. This is bad. They're all like, holy fuck. She was able to make us laugh with what seemed yeah. like the worst setup ever. I was raped, right? You're like, yeah. holy shit. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's skillful. That's to yeah. be able to do something like that. That's why I'm yeah, saying. I wanna, when's her next show? I want to go I want to go out and support her. But the night when you said that, people were complaining. Before you found out about the online, because uh, people love behind yeah, the I screen. Yeah, I felt amazing. Like, I was like, I did a new joke. It went well. And like, it went well. That's, that's my I big question. And I won that night. Like, I was like, and it's hard to win at that. And yeah, and that was, I'd won the first week, came in second the next week, and then won again, like came in first. And I, I felt amazing. And then I woke up the next day with a message from a friend of mine saying, I got your back. Don't I worry. got your back. Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, God, what what happened? And where do you suppose out. the line is here of people actually being offended and, and certain other people being uh, just mad that, holy fuck, how did I lose? How did somebody outdo me? With a fucking rape joke. I mean, you know what I, I mean? And like the rape joke is like two minutes of my 10 minute set, you know. Um, but that's what they stuck on because that's what they wanted. Th- that that's what they wanted to fight against. And then I, I think what irritated them is at the end of the night, maybe when you won, they're like, wait, what the fuck? Everybody's on board with this shit. And that's what. Yeah. And I heard, well, I in the comments and it, it somebody, I, so, so the man who wrote 
started. Okay, he's just a fucking weirdo. But he wrote something, oh, you know, like last night I watched a a white, straight, blonde, um, for those, mm-hmm. no one can see me, but I'm very much a redhead. She is a, a white, ginger. Yeah, a ginger. Not even not even a redhead. I'm, yeah, not a daywalker. Um, <laughs> white, straight, blonde, girl comedian, like, win at the wiggle room by being racist and misogynist. I, I don't know. But You know what's funny about then, his view of you? It shows that he's just pushing his agenda on you. He he made a character in his head. I think yeah, and then I think people will, and that was, the, and then the comments went into, and I think the reason they called me blonde and not not that like gingers don't have white privilege, but I think like the it just yeah. makes it sound like I'm even more privileged, like I, I'm not part of any minority at all, um, and because then it, it, the comments were. The only reason she won is because the crowd, like, because everyone in the crowd was white and straight. Really? At the, at the wiggle room? Also, how do you know like, who the fuck is yeah, straight how do you not? know I'm straight? Like, I don't, maybe, I don't know if I mentioned, like, did an ex-boyfriend joke. But, but how, do you, but how do you know that's autobiographical? How do you know the crowd How do you know straight? I'm all, like, maybe I, you know, how do you know that's true? How do you know, maybe I could be bisexual. You know, like, I am straight, but I don't go around saying I'm, like, don't. You know, it was just like she's so she's so white and straight and the whole oh, crowd God. isn't the crowd isn't ready for a queer person or a person of color. And, so like, and then it was also it was club. also like shitting on on the crowd for liking me. It's this whole guilt thing. I'm going to guilt you into disliking what's funny. Yeah. But and liking what I, I do. think. And this man wrote as as a as a queer man, I felt unsafe by her comedy. I don't talk about I don't I, I have nothing like I, I have nothing about gay or straight like i don't talk about sexuality i mean i I might have some sex jokes maybe i don't know if i did them that night but like i don't talk about sexuality in that way at all like it's just and he felt unsafe like like you you were gonna you were gonna fist them like what i I have no idea and then so and this is so this is the first week the next week i go back and i'm you know and i'm like hurt but like i had some friend like comedy like Oh my god! I love you, Montreal comedy community. Like people were super supportive, and and we have and a the good bar, batch. and the bar too. Like the the wiggle room, everybody there. Like that's Paul's show. He had my back. Like everybody who works there, Jeremy, like Frenchie, like everybody. Everybody was amazing. Like supported me, um, and then so I go back the next week. I go and I I, and I I didn't know this was. Going to happen? Well, no, maybe I did that, but I didn't ask for it. But I, I was told I would be brought up, and like this controversy would be addressed. Would be addressed, but it was like in a funny way. It was kind of like, oh, the group that came in second, we're you know, we're mad, yeah. you know. And it was, but it seemed, and the crowd was laughing. And then I, I went on stage and I wrote like, and I had jokes about it, and I talked about, it. and then I went more into. I didn't talk about the rape stuff. I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to do that joke this week. Talk more. I I brought back some older jokes that I had. I was like, let's talk about let's talk about white privilege. And I, I made jokes about the idea that like a white woman went on Facebook to shit on me, and then it's like, but then she gets to move on with her life. You know, if a black person tries to fight racism, and I have like jokes about Colin Kaepernick, like he loses his job, and there's like you know, and and I talked about that, and the crowd was all on board, and I was like, yes, I, you know, I dressed this, I felt amazing. Um, then I get off the stage, uh, the performer who goes on next goes on, grabs the microphone, has a spotlight and this is, here's a pronoun thing. So this performer was a drag queen, but I believe off the stage identifies as a man. So Um, I don't know if I should say he or she, I'm not trying to hurt. I I don't know. So 
Well, I, if it identifies as a, if I believe if I don't really if know it's this identifying person. as a man, then you say he. So right? I say he. Okay. And if it's and if I'm wrong, I'm so, if you're listening, I apologize for that. Um, What's so the right? Yeah, it's it's what you identify as. That's the mm-hmm. right. Because I, I keep getting in trouble for this. But I don't actually know. But I, I believe I heard other people talking about this person saying he. So I think that's the pronoun. If I'm wrong, sorry. In the end, uh, um, who gives a shit? <laughs> but I mean, I really am not trying to. Yeah, hurt that's people. what I'm saying. Who cares? That's my point. Um, so anyway, he grabs the microphone, walks into the crowd. It's maybe about as far away from me as we are, maybe a little bit further. And then just like points him is like, that was awful. You're disgusting. You're a horrible person. You joked about this and like listed all these things and things that I didn't even think I joked about. So I talked about, I don't want to like, ah, oh, I'll get, I mean, I, I want, I, 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 hopefully this joke will be retired. I have a Colin Kaepernick joke. And the reason I say I hope it will be retired is that I hope that people get over the fact, like, Go hire him. Hire him, somebody. But but this is the other thing. If he's a shit player, don't hire him. Yeah, but like, don't, you know, I think it's great. Go, you know, I think it's great that he's like kneeling and protesting. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, so I I have a joke about it. um, And I think my joke is about, you know, the racist people who are offended by it. I'm like, they don't, they're not standing, they're not turning on the TV and getting up off their lazy boys to stand for the anthem. And I'm like, those guys, like, those guys can barely stand up to beat their wives. Like, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) like, and so this person, go, and he's like, you joked about spousal abuse. And I'm like, if that's what you got out of that joke, you weren't listening to the joke. It's not a joke about spousal abuse. It's a joke about the sort of people, like it's... But you know what the oxymoron is and all this? It's a that joke about said, white trash. Like, you joked. That's That's, that's the also, word. it's a joke. It's a yeah. joke. Yeah. It's a, that's why it, satire now is dead. And it was just yelling, like, you're just, like all these horrible things. Then looked at the crowd. Everybody's silent. Like people, like you could hear a pin drop. Nobody's on board. Points of you guys, the crowd. You should all be ashamed of yourself. You're disgusting. How dare you like her? How dare you vote for her? How dare you laugh? And then like points up and is like, God is looking down on all of you and judging you. You've committed an affront to God, and then just storms out. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, this I'm not the most religious person. <laughs> So maybe I'm not Neither scholarly enough to understand. I don't. I'm not religious because. But I... But the god that I've heard about, you're telling me, yeah. is on board with a man who's dressed like a woman. Yeah. When unless I'm crazy, I thought that if you're super religious, you're not even much, supposed to like gay much people, the right? The reason I'm not religious is because the uh, people use the Bible to say they don't support gay marriage is, or they don't support. So like, was, I don't. Was that his? That that was his partner not, in crime. He's like yeah, me and I'm God, like, who's fucking all about equality. I'm like I'm I'm against. I'm against a god or a religion that would oppress okay, somebody but like that, you. You know yeah. what? We're making fun now, but clearly with that last statement, this this guy's fucking delusional. Um, th- there's the other issue. Is you didn't clearly deal with a rational human being. And what happens a lot is here, because of these echo chambers on the internet, is you have an irrational human being, and then you have people who are just as irrational, but might be better socially living, so people don't notice it as much, who have the same views. And they just feed off each other. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah they're wrong. You're right. You're, and then that ego grows. And they're like, oh, fuck. Everybody thinks like, no, not everybody. These 15 people who are on board with your fucking psycho shit, they're with you. Yeah. But if you're telling me that you want to be free to do whatever the fuck you want, dress up as a dinosaur and fucking do dinosaur plays, but she can't joke about her experiences or joke about social fucking issues that are really happening. Yeah. Why is the joke the problem? Why is the joke about race the issue and not racism? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. you, why is it? Oh, she's a miso- why isn't misogyny the problem? Uh, why yeah. is the joke about it? That's what I'm saying. Is they also, find the easy target in the comedian. And I think with co- comics too, because we're being funny and because we're also doing it in first person. We come up on stage with our name. We say, "Oh, this this just happened to me earlier today." Yeah. People think it's like autobiographical. They don't and see. And if the you difference. write a play about racism, if you write a play about rape, people see it as art. But if you talk about it on stage as a comedian you're doing something wrong. Well, yeah. And I'm not talking about making hacky racist jokes. I'm not no, like no, staring. No, 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 that no. is not at all. Like, come, please, if you're listening, come watch me do comedy and then make up your mind for yourself. But yeah, unless, uh, unless you're Jewish, uh, <laughs> Sarah does not like the Jews. I'm a little that. Jewish, actually. I'll take that <laughs> well, back. Well, I don't like myself. I'll take so that back. There we go. Self-loathing. <laughs> no, but it, it's absurd. L- actors, I've said this before, actors who will play child molesters. Didn't Kevin Bacon play a fucking child molester some shit in a movie? So they play child molesters in movies. Nobody's after them being like, oh, yeah. you got to ban him. You can't do movies because yep. he molests kids. Because people will be like, you're insane. That's a fucking movie. They're not yeah. really yeah. They're not really kidnapping you. They're not really doing this. This is all an act, right? Yeah. So for comedy, when it's funny, why is it then that everything you say has to be taken? It's like that's, you actually did that. That's, as a stance. Yeah. And the worst thing is that they group you in with every other idea. So it, it, that's what I was saying with the statues. I saw a lot of people come out and talk about, no, we should keep the statues, who weren't uh, crazy fanatical racists. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I see their argument. They were talking about history. They kind of said, well, you, they're talking about the yeah, historical context of it. They go, we don't, the fact that it's here in this historical, that's what, you know, we're against, we're not against this. And then people were like, you're a Nazi, you're a racist. They even said it to a black guy. a discussion. They even yeah. said it to a black guy. Who was holding? What he was holding a Confederate flag, so it was a little weird. But they even said to him like, "You're a racist." Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, you think I'm blind? Yeah. Like, just leave it. So, yeah. uh, like I said, the statue. I don't care. It's not yeah, in my town. I don't town, mind. So take I don't it, give take a it shit. down. I just. Take I guess down. I don't. I don't have a huge opinion on it either way because it's but not don't like group I'm not. In. I'm not. Ed- you know, I don't. I don't like to like have big opinions about something that I'm not super educated about. There we go. So, like, that's the thing. So. Yeah, I take the statues down or talk about the history. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't. It's not my city. Let's just uh, not be racist. It's not my city. I don't understand the dynamic between the two groups in there. So it's not for me to judge. Now, do I want people to fight it out and do I want Nazis? Obviously not. That's different. That'll put my foot down. Nazis. Nazis surprised me in the States because America fought the Nazis. A lot of the people who are um, holding those fucking swastikas their grandparents may have died or, or killed. Not it's so absurd. Like they don't think. Yeah. But they, they, it's the same thing with ISIS. What they do is they take the most uh, vulnerable people, youths a lot, you know, uh, single parent homes, gangs, and they give them an ideology to believe in. And they don't think around the ideology how stupid it is. Like the, the Nazi thing for Americans doesn't make sense because you fought the Nazis. You fought them. Yeah. They probably killed your fucking grandparents or you killed some. What are you doing? What are you doing siding with these fucking people? Yeah. But they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't think. They take the low, and then they make it represent everybody. They go, "Oh, this is what the right is," or "This is what white people think." It's it fucking. They group you in mm-hmm. to make you fight, and the stupidest people believe it all. Like, oh, white people ask me, oh, black people just like to to rob shit and destroy stuff. They like they don't don't fall for that stuff. Yeah. They want you to it's fight each other. Easier to just think in in simplistic terms like that and and just stereotypes and it, it's hard to think about nuances and, and I, yeah and i don't know if people are just too dumb to do it or too lazy a bit of i, I have of a both. theory but i keep getting in trouble when i say it i think that this generation we have now um because we had everything right we had we were given a lot more than other generations were yeah they're looking for their movement they're looking yeah. to put their foot down in history okay 
and they're trying to grasp at straws. There's yeah. real social issues that need to be addressed. Yep. They're too big and powerful. Then they're like, ah, I don't know what to do in this context. So what they do is they fight small things that aren't really battles. They'll fight comedians on what they tweeted or what they said. They're like, I'm making a difference. I tweeted that he's a racist or he's a Nazi. But you're not. What you're doing is you're perpetuating this myth, right? Yeah. That if my opinion of you is such, then that's what the truth is, which is crazy. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. Do some research. Talk to the people. Yeah. Right? We're, we're about science now. Isn't that what the 21st century was supposed to be about? We're supposed to be educated, go by logic. It's not what's happening. It's not what's happening. No. no. It's going no. by dumb instinct. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, too, if, if, I mean, people are very resilient. It used to be very difficult to live. You know, hundreds of years ago, like we didn't have the internet. We couldn't just go to the grocery store. We had to get food ourselves. Like you know, and so we've been we've evolved to be able to deal with these really difficult hardships. But our life is super easy now. I can just play on my phone. I can order food. I don't have to leave my bed to live. And so I wonder if it's like it's like we need to struggle so we find problems where there actually aren't problems. Yeah. Just because we need like we've evolved to have to deal with hardships and yeah. I, I, that's what I'm. And I mean, there are things though that are awful, and we should. But then well, we well, also the government for for just why aren't this is what I understand? People get together and they protest uh, a statue. Or they pro- why don't you all get together and protest in general the government who turned from something that was supposed to be working for us into a dictatorship basically? Because you can't yeah. talk shit about the government anymore. But you is can't... that is that also why people don't? Is it easier to? go after like you it's, know it, you go if after you're the like, easy target that's okay, what they're rape doing. culture okay rape cult, like rape needs to end is it easier to like go after someone like daniel tosh i don't even know what jo- it's a long time ago but i remember he he made yeah, some yeah, rape I, joke I and then that, people yeah. got really offended and and yeah I, I i don't even know the joke but whatever is it easier to go after him versus going after a rapist or going after you know just the justice system that like makes it very difficult you know, like where victims are often blamed. Like they, it's easier to just get mad at a comedian. And then you feel like you've done your part. You're like, look, I, I helped stop That's rape ex- culture. No, exactly. You no, you didn't. You helped stop a comedian, make some dumb joke about rape. You didn't stop somebody from getting raped. You didn't change the system in any way. Do you remember that student uh, a year or two ago, that, that, that kid who raped a woman, a drunk behind a dumpster? Was it Berkeley? He went to Stanford. I don't know. He oh, went the to a big, swimmer? Yeah, the swimmer. Yeah. Do you remember that the kid? The rich swimmer? The he rich got, swimmer. Yeah, so he and got away with it. The judge said something like, if we give him too long of a sentence, it's going to be harmful to his life or something. Yeah. Like, well, what, his, I think, what, what about, about the, the victim? Ra- yeah, what yeah. about the person yeah. got raped? Let's go after that judge and that guy. But that's the thing, right? These internet trolls, they're not going after that guy. They're not going after... Yeah. The, they're like, oh, that's too big for me. Or, yeah. oh, he got away with it. But somebody's making a joke, which could be making fun of him. He could be the butt end of that joke. Yeah. And they're going to go after that because it's an easy target. I'm not saying that every rape joke should be allowed either. No, like, actually, good that's rape jokes are... what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying that... Good rape jokes are rare. I'm Look, saying, you're a comic. You can know we this. just get as outraged at rapists as we do at comedians or more actually more so let's get more outraged be honest <laughs> how many good rape jokes have you heard um sarah silverman had a really good rape joke but it, it, it was clearly it wasn't the punchline is never the victim it was something about oh, i forget that but you you I'm just thought of one you weren't like oh i've heard a lot no right? no there isn't a lot it's hard that's what i'm it saying it is a hard thing yeah so i do think yeah if you if you have a bad rape joke or you if you do have a rape joke that really does hurt a lot of people i don't think you should say it but i also think that if you want to hear bad rape jokes Go to any open mic in any city. Yeah. Sit there. Because I'll even talk to the comedians. I see open micers I go for the first time. And I guess they're like, oh, I'm going to be the next People, fucking shock it's, comedian. It's hard to get laughs at first. And it's scary. And so it's like, 
I just want a reaction of the audience. So if I can just say the most disgusting yeah. thing, I'll get a, at least I'll get a reaction. And yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people do that. And then you learn and you, you get better. I had a joke when I first started doing comedy about me being the rapist. It was hit or miss. It was, uh, it was about a rape whistle. Terrible <laughs> joke. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't shocking. It wasn't like nobody was like, oh, but it was just like, all right. He made himself the bad guy. But because uh, I thought it was funny. But it's a joke that now I can't even with who I am on stage. It yeah. won't even work. Yeah. It'll be like, what is this? It doesn't make any yeah. sense here. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, it, I guess it's not a rape joke, but it's, you know, it hovers around rape. Um, but it wasn't funny. It was, That's the thing. It didn't really work. Yeah. It's very hard to make these seri- even I murder. Think, it's hard yeah. to make murder. It depends how you say it. Who's uh, yeah. there, there's there's tricks to all this, right? And and there's a skill to it. So people who just assume, oh, comedians are out there talking about rape, everybody's yeah. laughing. You know, how hard it is to make a fucking yeah. good think, joke about something serious. I think the other thing what people don't understand, especially people who don't do comedy, if you go if you go to a concert, you see a band playing. They've rehearsed. They've written those songs. They've practiced like alone somewhere countless times. If you're a comedian, you cannot, you do not stand in your bedroom saying jokes to yourself. Nope. You think of an idea, you think maybe this is funny, and then you go on stage and you test it out. And even even the professional, even the best comics in the world, there is it. a time you're saying a joke for the first time. And yeah, and sometimes people do go too far, they say something they shouldn't, but they're not, they're, they probably it's just a thing that made them laugh in their head and they're hoping it will make somebody else laugh. Exactly and then right. if it doesn't, they probably never say it again. But they've said it once and people have heard it and they think it's part of their, like, everyday material and it somehow is reflective of who they are as a human being you know and people will record sets and then eh, you could just and then you go online you're like i can't this person said this thing this one time they're horrible they're just you know if you listen to a band play a song for the first time well it's not going to offend you but it's probably shitty you know we have to we our rough drafts our practice is on stage in front of people in front of an audience and you learn. And there are things I've said where I'm like, eh, I should never say that again. But I learn yeah, and you... I stop and I don't do it. And anytime, anytime, if, if they're really, like, I've never had anybody come up to me. And, like, the audi- that's the thing is, like, I'm getting laughs from the audience. But if I did do something that isn't funny or it did hurt something, like, please come up to me and have a conversation with me about it. I, I love constructive criticism. And I think if you actually talk to me, you'll see I'm not the villain that you think I am. Um but yeah, I don't know. You have to be given the same advice that was given to me by a man named Abdul Butt. Uh, very Ab- funny. Very, very, very funny. Very. I, 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 want, I don't know him that. I, want, I was going to be like, he's very smart. Well, he must be. If he's funny, he's smart. His, his jokes are very smart. We're must, playing hockey yeah. this morning. I told him I'm doing a podcast with you. Um, and I'll give you the same advice he gave me. Stop giving a fuck. And what he means by that is um, stop giving a fuck about two things. One, if you're going to offend somebody with what you're going to yeah. say. Test it out. See if it works. If it makes you laugh, good chance that it's going to make somebody else laugh. Yeah. And also the other comedians around you. Don't fucking fall into this game. Yeah. Because a lot of them, or a lot of them, there's a lot of good ones, but there's a lot of cocksuckers out there that don't want you to do well. There's Yeah. There, we're also competing for something very difficult. And yeah. And I, yeah, it, it, I find, yeah, I know, I don't want to get in. I'm not, I'm not going to like openly talk about people like in the scene in a negative yeah, yeah. way, but, um, yeah, I, I know there's like a joke of mine where the crowd likes it, but there's one comic in the back of the room that's like, you can't say that. I can say like, the no, fuck I, I want. the crowd likes it. I, I can. It's not about you. It, it's, you know, and I don't know. 
you know, I think in in some cases it's yeah, it's also competition, right? And, and I think it's all fake competition, though. It's not it's real. Fake. That's the I, thing. I, if you're good, you'll get on. That's shows. what I keep telling people. Yeah. Is that's why I don't see it. That's people why I'm happy like, oh, to well, see there, people. There can only be one woman on a show. That no, is not no. true. No, if that's you're funny, absurd. you can have a whole show of women, and it doesn't like it, it's great. There's, so Lady Fest is next week. I'm I'm on it. Come out yeah. Monday night, Blue Dog. That's great. I think that's awesome. But wouldn't it be amazing if there could be a show that had all women on it, and we it. That a was regular a regular show, show. just because there's shows with all men on it all the time and yeah like i think yeah but and, nobody and if you're funny i hope that will happen one day if you're funny you get what i've noticed if you're funny forget the satellite shows the satellite shows i don't know who runs all of them right so i can't tell you exactly that they're fair or whatever but in general the clubs if you look at the works especially the nest the nest puts on people who are that's it you're funny now it yeah. could you could fall on a weekend where it's three women one men it could happen, yeah. but that's not because they did it on purpose, right? That's just because this just is who's, like, available who's available this week. That's These are the people we think are funny. A They're lot available. of variables, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or this person was on last week. We can't put them on this yeah. week. There's a lot of variables, but places like the Comedy Nest, places that take it seriously, only give a fuck about one thing. If you could make the audience laugh. Yeah. They do, And I've seen certain comics here, uh, you might know who I'm talking about as soon as I say it, who have had some shit sets on uh, in the big clubs, okay? And then they blame the audience. They say the audience the is audience homophobic is this or, or misogynist, yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah. When, look, you came, you stepped out and you performed in front of a crowd that doesn't know you, that they just want to see comedy. It's not your friends there anymore. Yeah. And they're not going to give you easy laughs. Yeah. If they don't think you're funny, the problem is with you to write jokes that they can relate to yeah. and find funny. The problem is not with them. They shouldn't have to laugh because you're a man. They shouldn't have to laugh because yeah. you're a woman or because you're gay, because you're straight. That shouldn't yeah. matter. And you know what? They're... There might be a misogynist in the crowd. But there might the be a crowd. homophobic. It's not the whole yeah, fucking crowd. There might be those people in the crowd, but it's not the whole crowd. So you, you yeah, there it's might be. It's not a real excuse. Yeah. And the thing, and you're only hurting yourself. Because sometimes, like, sometimes I enjoy having a bad set. Because it's like, you know what? Now I'm going to get better. Because now I'm going to be critical. And I'm going to, like, why did I have a bad, normally that joke works. It didn't work today. Why didn't it? How, did I deliver it wrong? The what did I do? cadence of your voice. Yeah. And then you go and you learn. If you just if you blame the audience all the time, you're ne you maybe you're a good comic, but you're never going to be a great comic. You maybe. have to turn the mirror on yourself and be critical. Yeah. I just realized something uh, staring at you is that two of uh, of the comics right now that are, are making waves here and are hilarious are gingers. <laughs> Harrison. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. you and fucking Harrison. I know. Isn't that I hilarious? Know. He's gonna. He's like. I'm, I'm always very nice to him because he's he's gonna be he's gonna, he's the one who's gonna make it. Your guys' ginger <laughs> privilege is getting out of hand. I know, I, feel. I know. He's fucking. I, I got. I, I'm waiting to bring because I don't. You know what? I'm sick of people doing. I don't want because the kid's young. The kid's very he's young. So young. And so like, I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on him and fuck with his head. I want the kid to develop and have it's fun crazy, doing it. I don't though. want him to to get anxiety doing it because yeah. I remember early on when I was doing it, I had people who fucking it, it would bring on the radio and they would say shit like. Uh, the future of stand-up comedy. And, and it would bug me. I'd be like, wait, so now, Cause then, do, yeah. am I not allowed to? And I remember at a certain point, I couldn't go to open mics anymore. I was like, I can't try new shit. It might not work. People are Yeah, I did. I kind of, well, I mean, I took a break for a variety of reasons. But I think the first thing was, I, you know, when I, I mean, now when I look back at my early sets, I think it's horrible, embarrassing. But like, for somebody starting out, I did, I did well. I was getting laughs. People seemed like, oh, you're really good. And then all of a sudden, I felt like, what if I plateau? What if this is it? What yeah. if I've just ridden my best joke and I'm never going to get better? And yeah, I was good for a person doing it for half a year, but I'm not going to be good for a person doing it two years. And I just got scared. And then all normal fears. And then all the other things in life happened. And so it was, yeah. All no so I don't want like him because I like and him, there's nothing blocking him. 
Harrison is gonna be a fucking goddamn star. He, good joke writer. Fucking. He's right, good and he person. writes all the time. Like I feel like he always has something new. And yeah, he's he's witty. Yeah, he's witty. So he's gonna be fine. I just don't want people to put unnecessary pressure yeah, on like him. Yeah, like he doesn't have to go. Go go to university. Do yeah, whatever you want. Do you don't, whatever. If you're listening, you don't have to yeah, go yeah, be yeah. famous. You probably could if you wanted, but you don't have to. He's probably gonna end up being. If he continues like or this, he's he gonna could, end up. But just maybe never, not famous just, in Canada. Like I feel like you don't, make, you know. But uh, he's, he's got to move to get real comic. famous. Yeah. But no, he's fucking. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Guys like him are hilarious. Um, I, I don't want to see people saying, "Oh, why they put him on a show? There's too many gingers." You know, what I mean? they're gonna find excuses though. They're gonna find excuses. For I feel like I think we're both. I think we're both on the works. Like the second weekend of October, every What's show up with we're that? both two What's gingers. Up with that shit? I know. What is I'm it? Call Sid right now. Yeah. I, and that's another thing. <laughs> they, they were calling. Uh, why well, I wanted to chime in on all this arguing. They're saying, "Oh, the works." Is uh you know they're, they're booking they only like white men and this and that I was like you realize the guy who books is an Indian guy like do you really do you hear what the fuck you're and saying and also I don't believe I don't think he actually booked that that weekend he didn't even book that, that weekend that yeah. but do you realize that the booker is an Indian man and you're saying that he's all about white people <laughs> are you you right? don't even know what you're talking about yeah. it's just out of your ass it's just yeah. out of your ass but uh, yeah, and also I think the next week the Nest had an all white straight white male lineup and nobody complained about it. I was on a straight white male lineup on Friday and you came by I was there. With, uh, yeah. with Lady Finch. Yeah, and then we just we stormed into the into the green room all angry with our pitchforks. That, yeah, no. We were joking about it backstage. <laughs> and then by the, the next way. day Kirsten was on it. And Emma was on it. Really? And, yeah. What is yeah. this affirmative action? How, how do you have so too many women? What is this? No, that's not saying it's ladies just, night. What's it, going on? Yeah, it has nothing to do. If you just uh, I, they said <laughs> at the nest ones, they said um, on a show that the comedy nest doesn't put enough. Somebody posted online the comedy nest doesn't put enough women on, and David was like, "What in yeah. the here's fuck the, are they talking about?" And here's the other thing, and I know I'm guilty of it. Um, and I people I know who book shows often say that like they get you know you get emails you know you get requests to be on the show a lot of the times the women aren't messaging in yeah and and that's the thing like where i have been i've had people reach out to me and be like can you just do it like just or can you remember to message in because then if you're just you know and you're getting 40 50 emails a week you're getting people asking you to be on their show you're not going to put the one that didn't yeah, you're not you're not thinking of that, and 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 so if women just yeah, women if you're, female comedians if you're listening just mess you'll get on shows if you're funny you'll get on shows and so, some shows you don't have to be funny because they're more like open mics you can test it out it's just you have to ask you don't get if you don't ask for things you're not going to get it because there's so many people who are asking and I I had that ha- and it wasn't I didn't think of it in a misogynist way it was more like personal internalized it where I felt like. You know, I was doing comedy, and then I, I, I didn't realize I had to ask. And then I wasn't being asked to get on shows for a bit. And I was like, oh, nobody, people don't like me. They don't think I'm funny. And it was just because I wasn't asking. Yeah, and I ask. took it personally. And I think other people aren't taking it personally, but they're turning it into more of like a social issue. And it's just, yeah, just reach out. And I think The Nest now, at least on the like Tuesday, Wednesday shows, I think they have to. Now it's because somebody... I don't know if it was a... Con- I think it might have been an audience member complained that there was once a show with no women. It, it was an audience member who was a friend of one of the comics. Okay. So now they have a policy. So, like, I've definitely had times where, like, I've been told, hey, are you available? Can you come do this? I didn't know about And I think, like, Kirsten, has, if, like, Kirsten works there, so I think she goes... Goes on She has to sometimes if there's nobody else. And I think that's and, a stupid policy. I didn't know about this policy. I'll tell you why I think it's stupid. Just, like I said, put on the people that are messaging in. Yeah. What if one night it's 10 women? Are, are you going to be like, I can't put you all on. we got to find some guys because we have a one woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. stupid. Just put the people that are messaging yeah. in. Yeah, so basically, if you're a female in comedy, message in. Yeah, the, no, the, the nest doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You want to go on? What, they have these open micers that go on that have never been on. 
why wouldn't they put one of the women that's on the scene that knows what the fuck they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. They'd rather do that. I don't know. It's like I said, people are just, they're going to find a reason to get mad. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, if anyone listens to this, like, I'm sure people are already mad at me. Oh, and I don't even know what I'm saying wrong. But oh, you gotta get used to it. I, I, <laughs> I got used to it a long time ago. I don't. I don't. Uh, like, I'm the wrong kind of feminist, really. <laughs> really? You're the only one kind of feminist. Really? I've got. I'm gonna have a PhD in science, and I was always good at math, and I feel very much equal to men. And but I'm not. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. You I feel like I've been told that by people. Like I'm. I could. I, yeah. I believe it. Cause and I, I don't know. And it's so crazy because. It's like no, I I very much I, I I agree. There are a lot of situations where women are oppressed, and that's awful, and that should end. But, but you I'm not yourself... going to live my life like I will when it's for me. So like what I know about social psychology, and there and this sounds like victim blame. This is why I don't think about it for other people. I just think about it for myself. Is that something? There's self fulfilling prophecies and you confirmation bias, and you see the world in ways that confirms what you're already thinking. And so if I walk like if I go the first time if I I ever did comedy if I was like oh, it's going to be all men and I'm going to get sexually harassed and heckled. And if I went into that situation thinking that, it would have happened. Even if it didn't, because I would have seen it. And then I would have been too scared and I never would have started. So, like, for me, I choose not to think about that. For other women, I have empathy and I understand that that actually is a reality. But you just, you can't, all, for yourself, it doesn't, don't focus on the negative. And, and if other people are being oppressed obviously don't you know dismiss that believe it help them but like also you know it doesn't help you to like feel like a victim all the time yeah i, and I, I see it because growing up i had uh, i was surrounded by women right so my mom my sisters and they were all strong women they all did what they wanted to do right one of my sisters became a doctor one, like they all so i never that's why a lot of times when people talk about like ah, i don't know if that's real because um, I do feel like there is, they get the short in the stick. But I feel like anybody who wants to do something, especially in this day, can do yeah. it. I never. I've felt, seen it in I front of me. I never felt. It doesn't mean that women aren't oppressed, but I personally never felt it. Like I, I, I guess growing up, um, well, I'm an only child, but my like I had two cousins. Like within a like my one cousin was like three weeks older than me. My other cousin's like eleven months younger. Like both guys and like all the or boys and like. All my friends growing up were boys, and I never felt different or yeah. from them. And I, and then I was very good at like math and science, very young. Which, and again, there's actually no research that really shows that women are are not. not a, yeah, that's but that's what but I'm, that's what I'm thing, getting. There's at, a yeah. thing called okay, so there's a thing called stereotype threat. So okay, so if you if women, if you take a bunch of women, take a bunch of men, they do a math test. Women, they they you know they they score equally well on. Yeah, it. why wouldn't? They? Yeah, but if you have a bunch of women watch commercials beforehand like cleaning commercials like commercials for babies so like female orient like female stereotypes not the stereotype that women aren't as good at math not even that just things about feminine femininity oh, like uh, taking care of the kids yeah the ki okay. so you are okay. like a makeup commercial a hair product yeah. you have them watch those commercials first then you have them do a math test they score significantly like worse on it than men the, because the you've same activated women. a stereotype about women and that's associated with being and, and that's fucked yeah and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't think about those things because we should when other people are being oppressed when you can help somebody else you have to be aware that these things exist but for yourself like it doesn't it doesn't it hurts you to like be thinking about it all the time just be like no i'm capable and i'm smart i'm just as good as anyone else yeah so i never felt that growing up i never felt 
oppressed in any way or different or less good at science or whatever stereotypes and or com- I never felt less funny than men. No, that's, that's crazy not, that's not to true me. Either. And all the comics I looked up to growing up, they were they were most like all my most of my favorite comics growing up were men. But I wasn't like, oh, I can't do it because they're men. I was I felt like. I can do this because I think in the same way as yeah, these people. Yeah, but that's what I'm intellectually. There's no. I, I've never heard of a real scientific it, it, that that says yeah. a real scientific no. uh, essay. I think that we're social. I think some like and there there so there is research on like attraction and stuff like that, which shows that everybody thinks that a sense of humor is attractive. Mm-hmm. But what when women are like, I'm attracted to a man with a sense of humor. They're attracted to somebody who can make them laugh. When men say they're attracted to a woman with a good sense of humor, they mean they, they're attracted to somebody who appreciates his jokes. And really? Yeah. And they actually do. I oh, think they've done studies where like, if a woman is funny, she's actually rated as less attractive. So I can see how people are socialized. And again, this, this might be a study of like a decade or even... No, it but might also be it depends on the person, I guess. Yeah, but I can see how people... like Maybe some women are socialized to be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be funny. But it doesn't naturally... There's, no, there's nothing in the brain of, <laughs> that's going to make us actually less funny than you men. You know where there is a difference, though? And I don't know why people don't want to admit it. Physically, physically, um, what the fuck's his name? McElroy, he got in trouble. The tennis player, famous ten- over the summer, okay, because they were talking about John sh- McElroy. That's that him. The guy who was really angry all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, that's him. So he was. T- they were asking him about um, Serena Williams, and he's like, she is she was the best uh, female um, tennis player in history. He goes, and then the woman asks him, well, why just female? Why not j- just in general best? Well, he's like, well, because then that wouldn't be true. She's not, uh, in general, right? Yeah. And then he's like, well, what do you, what do you think she would be ranked? And he's like, I don't know, probably two hundred if she was facing the men. And what's funny is that even Serena Williams had said at one point that she wouldn't want to face the men because she'd get destroyed. So it's a different game, no, which well, is. We're, most, like, but we're that's the thing; it's men. not that's bad. Just, he, this is just facts. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, trying to be yeah, mean, yeah. and he's like, "I'm just being honest. I'm not going to lie about it." And what's crazy? He's so much backlash. You're calling him a sexist, and I'm so, and he's like, "I'm just being fucking. Honest. I'm not going to lie to please because it's not true. If you would have her face, and at one point they, they did like a scrimmage with her a little while back, uh, and the 200 or something ranked person just to just to yeah. fuck around just for practice. He beat her, I think, six one six nil, and the only controversy there was the fact that she actually won one uh, one game. He just mopped the floor with her, and he was two hundred. Not because she's less of an athlete, she's a superior yeah. athlete. Yeah. But you have to play at your at your level. Exactly. Like I can't. It's uh, like if you're if you're the smartest kid in fifth grade, right? You're like top. You, you've got a hundred and seventy IQ when you're ten years old. There's probably like an adult who's kind of average that is still smarter than you yeah he knows a lot more they've lived yeah they've lived and and you know they've just learned more so like it's it's a different but but it doesn't you think children can't do the same (laughs) children aren't it's so the smartest kid is probably not as smart as an adult and physicality wise you can't it has nothing to do with being misogynist or anything just you don't control that stuff it's just how men are made how women are made intellectually there's no, there's no comparison intellectually. Yeah. There's no, there's no way to that's, divide it. And that's the thing. And Education that's a, is what's going to make one like smarter than the other. Social psychology and people always are, like, you know, so that's what I study. Um, study rejection of all things, but I'm not really going to talk. I could talk about it, but, um, but so many people. Whenever you do any study in social psychology, like how people interact, people, are, oh, are there gender differences? And most of the time, there, there's 
really is. And, and intellectually, they're, they're, and they're typically they're they're not real differences. The differences are more in like the like attraction, like research and like sexual sexuality and stuff. That's where you actually do get significant differences, which makes but, sense. Which makes sense. And I is that is that something we're born with? Is that a way we're socialized? I don't know. You can make an argument for both. Um, but yeah, they're they're there really aren't differences in, in other ways. But yeah, physically there is, and that doesn't matter. It, does, it also doesn't matter. And it, it doesn't it, make it, one group better than the other but group. But it's something nonsensical to fight about. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I understand when uh, there was all these, remember these campaigns they had, and it was like, oh, throwing like a girl. What does that mean? This and that. It means throwing like a girl. That's what it means. <laughs> That's what if I, it doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean, but that, like but myself, I, people, I guess people use it. I think, I think with those things, you know, and maybe we understand that it could mean something else, but I think people use that as a, as an insult, right? Oh, you threw like a girl or, yeah. you know, or like Socially, you're pe- people like, oh, you're a pussy, like guy, oh, you're a girl, you're yep. a pussy. And then, oh, you have balls. Like that, that's the yeah. thing. That's a positive. So I do think there well, are. Well, because historically, again, historically, when they would say, oh, you're such a man, you do something. They yeah. would talk about. Act like a man, but, man up. Yeah. But this was back in the time when men were also men. That's the other difference. Like now it's used in such stupid context. Like, yeah. Men being men, we're talking about wars and going out hunting and bringing food to the table. Who, which fucking person here in the mile end has to go hunt for a fucking animal, yeah. right? Yeah. He goes, it's already ready for him because yeah. a fucking, a real man did the job. I know I can't. I can't go fucking hunting. <laughs> it's true. I can't. I'll fucking, first of all, I'll feel bad. I, I love eating it, but I'm going to feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie and be like, I'm this fucking dude. I'm going to go out there, choke this fucking animal out with a fucking bow and arrow. Yeah. I won't. I won't. And that's where that stuff comes from. The whole, you have balls, you're a man, it comes from there. It's just used now. But it's, we haven't like yeah, we grown use, past that language. And so exactly. Like I, I mean, it doesn't, I don't personally get hurt when somebody says, oh, you throw like a girl. But I do see the argument of why that I see the can argument. be I, I, offensive. Or, I guess yeah. it belittles. Yeah, it's saying, yeah, and I do, I, you know, I do think there, yeah, there definitely is, you know, where men don't want to appear feminine. Yeah. And, but women, you know, but for women to appear masculine seems like fine or, and I think, and and so they used to have, oh my, I feel like people are going to say I'm mansplaining. That's, I hate that expression so much. I don't know what that is. Mansplaining is, well, I think it means, I think it's supposed to mean being like condescending or patronizing. Towards men? No, like... Like you're I explaining something came, to a man. I think it came from like, you know, if you if you talk about something and then a man's like, actually, it's this or something, and maybe they're you know wrong. What, you know what's funny? That but sounds I like think, a really effeminate man. But I think now people use it where any time, like, where somebody just might have like a fact based conversation. Like I, I will do it. Like I'll talk to people about like emotional social things, and I'll be like, oh, actually, there's a paper because that's what I study. Is that bad? And though? I think if I was a man, people would accuse me of mansplaining. Is, it, is that a bad thing if you want to bring in some facts? No, and I think there's actually here I'm going to mansplain mansplaining. Um, I, I believe that men are socialized to speak more with like, fa- and women are more socialized to speak with emotional, and and it doesn't mean we're not capable of doing the other it's just kind of like how you're taught i'm very but, emotional but there used to be these traits like personality traits and they used to be labeled masculine and feminine and, and the masculine tra- traits were being like agentic so having agency assertive competitive the female traits were being like communal relational like just cooperative and and things like that and they used to call them masculine and feminine they've changed those words they're now i think agentic versus communal traits they've changed the names but does and, the, it, but but the thing is and, and the people People who have like the high, like 
you know, best, highest level of well-being or are people who have a mix of both. People, if you want to call them masculine and feminine traits. So it, so if you're a man, it's good to have these things that we associate with femininity. Like it, it's, it's, it, it, it's stupid that it's even a, like, it, it's just, they're all social constructs. Yeah. Compassion and stuff like that. And as a woman, it's good to also have some agentic assertive traits. And I forget where I'm going with this. Um, but I guess androgynous, like a not, and I don't mean androgynous in like people who identify as both genders. I mean, no, no. Like okay. Personality. I have a question for you. The different uh, w- w- back to what we were saying. So you said uh, it, even with the laws of attraction, right? There's, there's di- so a woman does she find a man who's slightly feminine attractive? They actually, well, they say like people in relationships. So straight heterosexual couples, they have like the best relationship outcomes if people are kind of a mix of both of of these. And and when I'm saying masculine and feminine traits, I'm not yeah, explain saying it, this because I'm curious. It's, I don't they find... now call it communal and agentic. It's like a thing. It's, this is I, I forget how to have real conversations. with. I've been in psychology for so long, like everything's a paper I've read. But people who like have a mix of these traits. So, yes, yeah, score highly on both. They're the people who have the best relationships versus like people who are very like traditional and gender roles where the man's like, I'm the strong one. Blah, okay. Blah, blah. Okay. That's and the woman's you're... like, I'm a homemaker or whatever. Like those people don't tend to have the best relationship outcomes. So it's So a man, you know what? If somebody calls you a pussy or says you're acting like a girl, that's a good thing. That's good. Not and if you're a woman and somebody says, Hey, you're, you did that like a man. That's a good thing. Like we, you yeah, know, why all... none of this bothers me. I always go with context. Like, I don't care what anybody says. It's all about what they're saying, why they said it. Yeah. I don't care about the word. Like, yeah. some people, like, a lot of, they'll call me a fucking Greek or I, I don't get offended because I know where it's coming from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there could be a stranger and all, he doesn't even say fucking. He's like, look at this Greek. And then I'll be like, listen, that's motherfucker. The con- yeah. That, I'm yeah. all about con- That's well, why that's I like get mad word, at that's people. That's like Jew, right? That's the like thing. the word where it's the name. It's the name of the, the group. And it's also like a racial slur at the same. It yeah. can, it depends because it how depends you say on it. who. Yeah. Say, that's why yeah. I mean, I'm always about context. Like who the fuck saying it and why? That's why I don't. I never gave a shit. I, you know, my friends going. I've been called a fag. I mean, that's how guys talk to each other. It's just how it is, right? But there's a context to it because you could you the same names that you call your friend. You could say it to a stranger, and you have a fight on your hands. Yeah. Right, and that's just how it is. Because mm-hmm. why? Because there's context. Yeah. But now people just take the word. They heard you. That's why you get in trouble for shit you see on stage. You, the general, the comedian, because you say something you say and the they word, take the and word. They don't hear the context. They look at the yeah. chart. They're like, "Oh, this word is associated with this type of person." This, oh well, fuck this person. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's yeah. completely absurd. Yeah. No. I don't know, Sarah. I don't know. I don't know. My uh, like, I don't know about. I'm thinking about it because of what you're saying. Like, uh, my girlfriend is is small. Okay. She's 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 a feminist. She's she's a little lady, but she fucking builds shit. I don't build shit. She builds tables. Um, my uh, closet was broken the other day. She fucking she took. It. She fucking fixed it. She's oh, like, I know how to awesome. do. It. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, I guess that would be a masculine trait to do something like that. But she's a little. Uh, yeah. You're not little princess. By it, right? I don't give a shit. I was there like, fucking go. right. I don't yeah. know how to do this. Yeah. 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 I don't. That's what. But it, it doesn't make me a better person for not. It's because also she's not. She she just did something that I thought was normal, like just a, oh there's something needs to be fixed. I'm gonna fucking fix it. I don't, it what does it matter? The gender. Now if she would come home, uh, fucking crazy muscles, jacked. She was at the gym and she's like, bro, let's do some creatine. I'd ask some fucking questions. I'd be like, I don't like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to draw, at least for me in terms of being attracted to somebody. The, I I like a woman who's 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 a woman. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want her to beat me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I don't think... I mean, I don't want a man to beat me up, so... <laughs> you, it's just that, like, you, if right now, if there was a... That's what I was asking. If there was a man and he was, like, super, super... He could be your girlfriend. Like, that effeminate, same thing, same exact thing, just that he's a man. He has the sex organs, but he might as well be a woman. Uh, and I've spoken... My girlfriend, I've spoken to a lot of people about this. They're like, no, I can't... There's something missing there. Yeah, I there. probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because there's that unidentifiable thing. I wouldn't thing. dislike that No, person, no, no. I wouldn't. Be it's also, yeah, it's to, also when it's physical, when it's like sexuality, it's also different yeah. than just like, like platonic. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's yeah. just science. I think yeah, it's just it's nature. Yeah, yeah. I think it's nature that controls this shit. That's what I think it is. Yeah, it's I mean. Some, it, it's out of our control. Because yeah. you can't make. And I can't, yeah. When I'm attracted to somebody, I can't explain why. And I don't really understand it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's my do. argument against people who, who hate gays and say that uh, oh, it's a choice. It's always my argument. I go, how is it a choice? Yeah. Like, if I would ask you right now, if you're a straight man. Did you how, choose it? Yeah. How much therapy do I have to give you to make you suck a dick? You yeah. can tell me it's not possible. I don't like... Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not. Because it's, it's just... It's human nature. You're born that human way. Human nature. It's just yeah. how you were... Yeah. You are born so you like this. You're not going to fucking change it halfway down because yeah. a fucking pastor told you to. Yeah. It's just who you are. Yeah. Just embrace that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's the same argument I use for the whole uh, women and men thing. Like, oh, you know, you're threatened by a woman. This, that. I don't care if I'm attracted to a woman, I'm attracted to her. Like, yeah. that's that's all there is to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the same thing for women. If they're attracted to a man, they're attracted. Like, what do you, it's it's something intangible. Yeah, sometimes I hate the people I'm attracted to. I wish I wasn't attracted you to see, them. Yeah, yeah. attitude-wise or yeah. something. It's it's um it's animalistic, perhaps. Yeah. That's what it is. But yeah, people don't want to... They, they have to put in a little box and then try to explain it. I know I can't explain that shit. I don't make yeah. these fucking decisions. Fucking circle life. I mean, well, I, I guess I more study rejection, but I work in a lab. I work in a relationships lab, and yeah, we're, we're trying to explain these things. But what do you guys see in the relationships lab? Uh, what do we see? Uh, so I don't do all the relationship research. I, I I do all the I do the rejection stuff. I do the dark side of it. But that's crazy uh, too. I, I want to know about this. I mean, oh my god, yeah, I'm writing. Well, I should be writing. Hi, anybody at McGill listening? I'm working very hard right now. Um, no, I'm writing a thesis right now on rejection. Um. Well, yeah, even tying that back into what happened to me at the wiggle room. So, like, people people are very sensitive to rejection. And I think the argument is kind of like thousands of years ago. We're just people out African savannah, wherever people were. You needed to be part of a group to survive. People helped you get food, shelter, safety. If you were ostracized, you would die, basically. Mm. And we haven't really evolved past that. So now, like, if you're rejected, if you feel ostracized, you kind of feel like you're dying. It's like, and when people use language, like, oh, it broke my heart, it hurt my feelings, those aren't just metaphors. And there's research showing that when you're rejected, it activates similar, like, the same area in your brain that's activated during physical pain. And Jesus. there was actually a paper where they gave people, don't go take Tylenol if you're rejected. That's not the point. The point of, but they gave people Tylenol over a long period of time. And those people were less sensitive to rejection. They like had reported less hurt feelings. And, and, and so it kind of helped with it. And so, yeah. So when that thing happened to me at the wiggle room, like that, that hurt. That is honestly the most traumatic thing that's happened to me in adulthood. That also was strange. Like, it must be the strangest thing that ever. And you uh, just, and you feel it physically. And it's, yeah, it was, that's, 
I wish a drag queen would yell at me and tell me that God's going to smite me down. It was all, and I went on, and I typically try to just use Facebook to promote shows. And I, I, I wrote, I was like, oh my God, I had this thing. Like, cause I was like, I needed acceptance. I ne- like, I needed people to make me feel better about yeah, that. Like yeah. that was, and it's so weird. Like, oh, you made a rape joke. And it's like, what you did to me actually hurt me more than getting raped. This is the thing that like that. And, and I'm not saying like, I'm sure rape can be very traumatic, but, and what people don't, and what I, like if you physically hurt somebody, that's a felony. That's a bad thing to do. But there's research research showing that like rejecting somebody, being hurtful in that way, is processed in a very similar way to physical pain. And it's actually it's harder to get over and it's easier to relive. So in a way, sometimes it can be worse. But that's legal. We're allowed to do that to people. And you know, and kids are bullied. Like I was bullied growing up. And like everybody was bullied. So it's like I had this horrible thing happen to me that I still like n- like. I mean, I'm all, like, I can deal with my life, but I still, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I really want to go back to the wiggle room. And I love the people there. Like, the people there are wonderful. The audience was wonderful. But it's, like, it's very triggering for me. Um, so anyway, yeah, I study, I study rejection, and I, I study how we're very sensitive to it and what happens. I actually have a study that shows that people are more creative following rejection, which kind of makes sense, but it's cool to, like, find that empirically. Um, I think you're right. I, th- I think you're right because I've thought... Uh, the past couple of years about certain sets I've done or certain trouble I've gotten into in comedy. But I have a strong support system outside of comedy. Like my friends who are not comedians, right? Yeah. Who I grew up with, who I'm still friends with, hang out, we have a podcast. Uh, we've been doing that since before I ever started comedy. So no matter what happens on the scene, somebody doesn't like me or anything, I don't care because they're not my whole world. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've thought about that a lot. I go, fuck, if I didn't, though, if this was, because I, I know a lot of comedians on the scene that that's their whole world. Those are their friends. That's their whole cir- circle. And something ha- then you, yeah. Then they feel ostracized because they've got nothing. They've got nothing. Yeah, and there's, I mean, that's like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. people who have kind of different, like, uh, like different, not different identities. I don't know, but, but different like different, so, so yeah, different circles, different like different communities that they belong yeah, to. Yeah, they're more yeah. complex. I think it's like self complexity might be the like the word for it. Where yeah, so okay, if you get hurt, your self esteem is threatened in one domain. You can kind of activate the other. You know, so oh, my comedy life was hurt, but hey, I'm also a student and I feel yeah. good about that. Or I have this my family and I'm close with them and I feel okay about that. But if you yeah, if everything is kind of all together, yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. You. 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 That's what I. I was thinking about that a little while because I was like, "Fuck, I don't really have to deal with any of this." And when I do, I don't care as much. And then I was like, "Oh, I don't care as much because I don't feel like I'm losing the same amount." Like yeah. if I have a comedian who's mad at me and thinks that I said something offensive or I is not, yeah, I'll get mad in the sense that fuck, there's no way I know I know who I am and I know I wouldn't actively try to hurt somebody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I won't take in the sense that my whole world is gone. This person doesn't yeah. want to talk to me. I don't give a shit. I'm like, all right, well, it's one there's less a- fucking asshole to deal with. That's how I would see it. But yeah. the only reason I would see it that way is because it really isn't my whole world. Mm-hmm. I have other outlets. Yeah, there's there's a thing called like security priming. Um, so a way to deal with rejection. So when people feel rejected by somebody, they can like activate a secure attachment figure. So that's kind of like in early childhood, that's like what you have with your parents. If you have a good relationship with your parents or when you grow up that, you know, a, a romantic partner and you, so these people that make you feel safe and secure, you can kind of just, just thinking about them makes you feel better. And it, it, yeah. And, but if you don't have that, like, let's say all you have is like, you have a romantic partner. You don't have family. You don't really have a lot of friends. And, and then that up. ends or they're abusive. Then you, yeah, what do you do? You're alone and you don't have. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I protect all my peoples. I feel like, uh, I, I mean, in my group, like, you know, Poseidon and, and those guys, mm. 
uh, I take care of everybody. Like I like to be that that figure. You know, if they need something, yeah. they'll come to me. Uh, and I enjoy it. I enjoy knowing that I provide some kind of security. Like they know like something's wrong. He's going to find a way to deal with it. Let's go to him. Yeah. I like giving that out because growing up, I didn't really have that. Growing up, I didn't have anywhere to, to go to. Yeah. There was a problem. I think I was stuck. Yeah. I, kinda, I, I mean, my parents, like I'm close with my parents. And, and so I had that. But like when you're a little, when you're being yeah, bullied exactly. at school. Yeah. I so was, I didn't have that. It was rough that. for me growing up. Yeah. So I like giving that now. And it makes me feel better. I was like, okay, you know what? It didn't work out. But now I know that I have people that I could be that person yeah. for. You know, and I enjoy that. But that, that's why I'm always interested in, in, in the psychology and the relationship of people. Uh, it's, it's very interesting what you're doing, especially because you're focusing on rejection. Because I've read, actually, I read a study about depression in general and how depression has, it activates the same areas in the brain as physical, physical pain okay. does. Yeah, I okay, knew yeah, about that. that. makes sense. And how just socially, even though I guess as a comedian, I, I, I am more in touch with my emotions, like I, I know what depression is and that. Uh, socially, it's not viewed the same way. It's not really viewed as a problem yet. Uh, a lot of people think, ah, you're exaggerating, you're making it up. When I've, I've been depressed and I've been, and yeah. it, it's it's the worst thing. It's like a dark cloud over yeah. you and you can't get rid of yeah. it. It's like the weirdest, oh. and you try. And sometimes the worst thing that's ever happened to me is not knowing what's making me anxious. Yeah. It's like right in your chest and yeah. like, fuck, I want to get rid of it. I don't know what the fuck's causing it. And yeah. a lot of people just don't talk about that and they let it like just simmer and it just fucking grows and they become... Uh, and a lot of people go through all kinds of shit. They have, you know, identity crisis. They have all kinds of reasons yeah. why they're going through it. But yeah, it should be viewed as as a serious thing, and not just you attacking somebody, but also in terms of healing, in terms of people getting yeah. help. Jobs don't take it that seriously. Yeah, I, I, I've been. Well, I mean, my job is a PhD student at McGill in psychology, and I, I do suffer from depression. So I've been very lucky where McGill does like my advisor and like the staff in, at, in my program take it seriously. But you know, we study psychology, so. Yeah, I would, if you the, don't take it seriously, who will? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've been very lucky in that sense. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you get cancer, and you're like, I gotta take, I gotta heal, I gotta go to the hospital. Yeah. People are, you know, people understand that. But if you're like, I am depressed, but it's disease in the same way. It's just, I don't think people understand, or people think, people also, I feel like just. People who don't study depression, people who don't suffer from it, sometimes they think that sadness is yeah, depression. It's, no, no, it's and it's not. Sometimes depression is like almost absence of feeling. Like sometimes yeah. you just don't feel anything. And it's not, it can be sometimes situational things can make you depressed, but it's also just chemical imbalance in your brain. Like it doesn't, it's not like, oh, I went through a breakup, I'm depressed. It's not, oh, someone died, I'm depressed. It, it's sometimes it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, you that don't know where it's, it's coming. That's the worst. It's, yeah. It's not you knowing don't where it's know, coming from. And it, yeah, it's a disease and, but it's not, I feel like, again, I've been very privileged in that the, the people in my world seem to understand it, uh, but I don't think the average person does. And yeah, you take, you take a pill, you can take a pill for it, just Fuck like you take a shit. pill for, you know, like. I refuse to do that, by the way. Yeah, you don't. I, I, yeah, Fuck that, because I, I don't think that if, if I'm sad or I'm depressed, or I don't think that that's going to help long term, because it just masks it, right? So you're not really getting to the bottom of what the fuck's causing it, because it is psychological. I think the There's issue, something there. I think the issue is is that it's also like access to therapy can be can be difficult. People don't always they can't afford Talk. it, or you're on waiting list, and like that. Yeah, and talking, talking and cognitive behavioral therapy, where you can like change your mindset, but you need to learn how to do that. And it's easier to just give somebody a pill. Not that the pills don't don't necessarily work, but I think there's I think we need to make other other treatments for depression just more accessible to, to just any you know it's it's not really like it's only like super rich people who you know can afford treatment where 
Yeah, and just because you're super rich doesn't mean you're not going to be depressed. But imagine being depressed and being poor at the same time. Like, like. Let me drop some made up my made up science on you. Okay. Um, <laughs> have you ever been anxious or depressed, or and then you, you just talk to a friend and you tell them about it, or, or you you kind of address the situation, and then you realize that it just lifts off your shoulders. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, if it's like if if it's like a major depressive episode. I don't know if it's just gonna, you know, I think you have to kind of do that repeatedly. Uh, but definitely, yeah, and I think sometimes also if, if you, not just talking to somebody, but talking to somebody sometimes who's going through the same thing and it's like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Or, and it'll, and it, it'll help. It does help, yeah. You know why I'm asking yeah. that? Because if you'd be... Well, social support. So yeah. surprised to see the, how many people that are chronically suffering from this don't have a fucking yeah. person to talk to. Yeah, and did you, so... Not advocating smoking, but there is research showing that uh, being lonely, being chronically lonely, is as bad for your health as like smoking. And yeah, we're not we're made we're social yeah. animals. Yeah, so it's like if you're if you're like in high school and it's like oh peer pressure, they're trying to make me smoke, Start and then you kid. say no, and then they reject you. It's just as bad. Don't That's smoke. Funny. But like, it's but you should start smoking though because yeah. you could quit smoking later. But yeah, after like the facade. Yeah. So yeah, no, like social support is very important yeah yeah i'm not saying but like at the same time i you know i I think it can help and i think it can heal some people but there are people who maybe are more extremely depressed where that's not going to be enough i can't i can't speak to that i don't i don't specifically study depression and yeah i like i've never i've been been depressed but i don't think i've been depressed to the degree that some people yeah because i've never been like depressed to the point where like i'll be sad or cry like i've never been that depressed i've never been like suicide or shit like that has never happened i feel like when i'm most depressed it's not when i get sad and i cry it's like oh i'm i'm healing oh no i'm just sad about i'm feeling something i think it's more for me my worst episodes of depression is kind of like where i just don't care about anything it's anxiety like all it's if i over plan stuff if i'm thinking too far ahead that'll make me anxious yeah, be super, super anxious. Yeah, and I get, I find I get very avoidant when I'm anxious, or you know, and then I can't do anything. It's like, like right now, like I'm trying to finish my thesis, and I'm so anxious about it that I can't do You're it. You're just a shit. And student. then I get more anxious because then it's like, oh shit, I didn't write enough today, and yeah. then then it gets even. You know, what's and your you time limit? This, when do you have to give that in? Um. I don't think, I think technically they can't kick me out until August 2018. Oh shit, uh, you're but, fine. No, but like. It, it, there's no like I I'm on my last chapter like there there's no reason there's no reason delay. like something had to go horribly wrong for me to take like I should be able to submit it this month I should oh, like shit. I, I, so, I was going to submit so it's like they have these deadlines on my guild this is super interesting everyone um it's not so they have the like August fifteenth is like the summer deadline where you can submit and that was I I thought I was on track to do that but then my advisor went away at the beginning of august so i couldn't have everything done and edited before august 1st so then it was like okay i'm missing the august 15th deadline so now the next deadline's december 15th but there's no like it, sh- it it can't possibly take me if it takes me that long i've something you know i'm in a coma or, <laughs> or you've just been doing more comedy do you want to you want to still do both um, after finishing i want to do com- like i've i've what i've learned and and 
so I found when I started doing comedy, it started kind of taking over my life where it was hard. And it's and you were you're out at night. Yeah. And especially when you're starting out, you're not getting paid. Sometimes maybe you host a show and they don't pay you, but they pay you an alcohol. And so you want you end up drinking and it kind of it's it, a weird cycle. It's a, and then and I'm a night person anyway. So like very like I think I went to bed at 8 a.m. this morning and it wasn't that I was I mean, I was out late, but I wasn't I mostly was in my bed for five hours just like playing on my computer and not sleeping like I'm very nocturnal um and then the comedy just like amplifies Adds to that. Yet and so I, when I first started out and then it became my social life a lot of my friends from McGill were uh postdocs which is a short like you're just there for a year or two so they they left and so I felt like I'm like I don't have a ton of friends here so then comedy became my social life and so I needed it and but then it just took over and I wasn't being productive so I kind of was like, I got to, you know, and then combined with my anxiety about like, what if I never get better? What if I started out strong? And then people are like, remember Sarah Quinn? She was great. She sucks now. And so oh there was God. that anxiety. And then there was the fact that it was affecting my work. Uh, so I took a step back. But then I got really depressed because uh, I got depressed without it because it was my social network. It's my favorite thing. It's like my favorite thing in the world. And then I still wasn't being productive, even though I wasn't doing anything else. Like, I, it wasn't like I was sitting around procrastinating. I was just, like, sitting on my couch, unable to work because I was so depressed. So I went I went to therapy, like, because, again, there, not white privilege, but just privilege of being a student. You do have access to therapy. And I, I, I kind of got over that depression, and I started being productive at school and started doing comedy again. Um, but... I think now, yeah, now I'm in a, now I'm in a position where I'm scared to finish my degree because what are you going to do after? What am I going to do after? And I know, I know I, I can't live without comedy. Like I'll, I don't want to say I'll kill myself. That's like very, that's, you know, but you would get somebody will, to kill you. I will want to die without comedy. Like it, it, but you don't have it to give it up. me a lot. Yeah. And so I want to do it, but it's very hard, and I'm not at I, like I'm I'm good for how long I've been doing it, but I you know I, I have you a long be. way to go to be a, like a, a professional working comedian. I know that, and what kind of job can I do that can support the lifestyle of continuing comedy? So, well, it, what can you do with that degree? Mm, I will. <laughs> like be a professor but, but that's actually so hey sing teaches and he fucking does yeah, comedy yeah 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 uh, but like to like work to go be a research professor but to like get a tenure track academic job I think is probably as competitive as becoming like a successful famous comedian like it oh, shit. and I don't think like I'm and you in a way you kind of have to put everything into it and I don't love it enough I don't have the drive to go be a oh, like very successful professor, and I, I I like what I do, but I don't love it. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Writing, know. and I'm very a creative person. So then and I, I need something. I think that's the, and and there are ways you can be creative with coming up with study ideas and stuff. But like, there's no self expression in academia, and I need that. Study items. Why not? People, fuck. I keep yelling at comedians, especially on this scene, to do shit. You, we have the internet. Have yeah. YouTube. You, have, you could fucking make videos. You can make a weekly blog. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. start your own podcast. There's a million and one outlets yeah. that you can have. You know what I mean? Yep. Just on the side that doesn't really side. take... It doesn't. If you guess, do it on your own yeah. terms. You know I what I mean? I guess it's just like, what do I do? I think it's just scary. Like, I don't know what... 
job I'm necessarily qualified for, and it's just very competitive. And I don't think we're qualified. And right now, like I'm getting, I'm paid to be a student. And I get to work my own hours. Like I mostly just work from home. So I can be like, if I'm awake, if I'm awake all night, 4 a.m. I can be writing my thesis. Yeah. And I'm getting paid. And then I can still do comedy. Like it's it's I'm incredible. Like I'm so lucky, but that's all gonna end. And then and I don't speak French. I'm not from here. I'm from Ontario. I'm one of those horrible people from Ontario who doesn't know French at all. And I don't care. <laughs> and then in Montreal, it's like a relatively cheap city to live in, but once McGill isn't funding me anymore, I don't know if I can stay here. Then what do I go move to Toronto where it's so expensive? And I don't, and it's hard. I think it, like I, I would like to get better. I would like to make more connections in comedy before I make that move. So yeah. I'm, right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to head down there soon because uh, I want to go to some comedy down there. I've been talking with some people. Yeah. Go make a appearance, but apparently they're good. Apparently yeah. they're, they're, uh, I heard per capita, uh, a lot better than some of the people we have here. Oh, yeah. Which makes yeah. sense because a makes... lot of our good fucking people leave and go there. They leave. Once you get good, you yeah. leave. And that's the, and then, and, and I, there's more stage time there. But I, I've heard it's, I've done open mics in New York and I've heard it's more kind of like New York where, yeah, maybe you can do five mics a night, but, but they're, you're paying to play or yeah. it's all comics. They leave immediately. So if you're on at the end, it's just you're performing to the host. That's it. And, and yeah, you're not. It's getting, hard to get better that way. And it's hard to get better. Yeah. And so I think a lot of comics end up. I've, I've seen like Toronto comics come up here to do mics. And they're like, this is amazing. Oh my God, there's five people in the audience. And I'm like, that, and they think that's awesome. And yeah, and, once and you- we get mad, we hate that. We're like, fuck, we're yeah, all the people. We're, yeah, so we're, we're lucky. So yeah, it's, I'm in a weird situation where I'm, I'm learning that I need comedy in my life. I think comedy is the first thing I've ever done where, I, I don't mean to say this in an arrogant way. Like I'm not like, I'm, I'm good at, I'm good for my level. So like I'm good at it. And I really enjoy doing it. And I also understand how I can get better. Like, I just understand it. Yeah. So when I'm not good at it, I know why. I know how to get better. Whereas there's other things in my life that I, I was good at, but I didn't love it. And then the then there's things in my life where, like, I love doing it, but I'm horrible. Like, I, I'm very... Same. Like, I'm a creative person, but there's certain, like, you know, I tried to teach myself to paint. So I, like play ukulele and piano, but I'm not a musician. And I'm never going to be that. But I enjoy it. I love singing. But comedy is the first thing where I love it as much as I am good at it. And no, that sounds really arrogant. No, I no, but I, I know exactly. Cause I'm great at singing. I love music. I mean, sorry, I love singing. Terrible at singing. Terrible. I should not oh, be allowed to sing. Oh, I can't sing at all, but I would like it. Like, it's a crime every I time love, I sing. Like it's a legitimate crime. It's horrible. <laughs> but I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. And same thing with comedy. I love comedy. Uh, I think I'm good at comedy. Um, and I'm always trying to figure out how best... To, to maximize that, how best to, to kind of grow yeah. as a comedian and go further and go further. And, and that's what I'm always looking at because that's what I really love. That's what I like doing and I'm good at. It's hard to find the two things, yeah. right? Yeah. There's stuff that pays a lot more, obviously, but you don't enjoy them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't, for us, it's not for everybody. I, I've seen people that are like, oh, I can't even get up on stage. I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah. Us, it's not just yeah. about that. It's about everything. It's about writing the joke, having people feel what you're saying, and yeah. they're on board with you. There's something magical about that, and just fucking with people. You know, saying something that on another, any other social context, they'd be like, I don't know if we could say this, but if you're saying it on the stage and they understand it's a joke, they're having a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just you're you're providing happiness. It's almost like an addiction for me. Where I've it, it's for all when of you us. were talking about like sometimes you feel anxious and you don't know where it's coming from. I've no, like sometimes I'm just like I'm having a bad day. Nothing. Why? Why? And then I realize. I haven't done comedy in a week. Yeah, it happens And then to I go and too. I do a mic, and it's like, oh, the anxiety. Weight lifted, like, yeah. It's like, I need it. And 
And it's it's hard when you have this other like so I have this life at McGill and I don't think I I don't know if people understand that where it's like oh how how do you have time for comedy if you're writing a PhD where it's like I I wouldn't be writing the PhD at all if I wasn't doing comedy because I would be so depressed I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be able to move I wouldn't get off my couch it becomes part of you yeah it's, yeah and not just as a social identity because I've also seen comics who we have in the city who are not real comics they call themselves comedians. But they've done, I don't know, 10 open mics yeah. and, and they call yeah. themselves comedians. Uh, and, and they just have it as like a social identity. Yeah. I'm a comedian. Whereas the real comics on the scene, uh, it's part of their identity yeah. in the sense that it's who they are. Yeah. And they I, can't I, be without I, it. I tried to be, I tried to be like, I, I got to step back and be, you know, be no, professional. Aware, and I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I, I know got, it's an addiction. I got even less productive at work and I just, my life just kind of fell apart for a while. And then... Yeah, we need it. It's a yeah, drug. I need it. I need it. It's a drug. Yeah, it's a drug. Uh, but it's just so fucked up that uh, seeing comedians argue with other comics about what's inappropriate yeah. and what's. Because we're all doing something really difficult. We should be supporting each other. As soon as you tell another comedian, "Oh, this offends me," this is not uh, you stop being a comic. In my eyes, yeah. at least, you stop being a comic. Yeah, you're trying to muzzle the. It's, and I'm not advocating hate speech. Oh, I no. have yet to see a comic. Like freedom of speech doesn't mean hate speech. Exactly. Now they're trying to and equate people it to are that. and people on both sides were like far far left are like if you say freedom of speech you're you mean you want to be able to say hate speech whereas people on the far far right are like i can say hate speech because it's freedom i can say whatever i want yeah. and it no, no 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 i have yet to see a comedian here who legitimately goes up and spews hate speech and but i have seen people who get in trouble you included as if they were as if they were they just equate the same thing it's like oh there's no villains let me make yeah. one up yeah i actually i had and I, I don't, you know, because I'm, like, trying to be, like, women and men should be equal in comedy, blah, blah, blah. So I don't want to pull, like, the female card, kind of. But, like, I, I, so after all that happened to me at the Wiggle Room, like, I, and I think it was, like, me, like, men said to me, they're, like, you know what? That happened because you're a girl. You were an easier target. If you were a guy and you went on stage and you said those jokes, it would have been okay. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with I that or know. not. But It might be, because I would have fucking have, slapped that fucking drag queen. Yeah, and I don't, and... I haven't experienced this f firsthand, but I think other females have told me where they've been told like, oh, you got to clean up your act where their acts aren't even that dirty. But it's like, well, as, like, uh, like men can get away with it, but women can't or That's we're judged. Hard. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I'm but not true. Not, uh, uh, it's uh, oh my god the audience only gives a shit about yeah. you being funny yeah if you and muzzle got, yourself and that's it, the thing like these jokes that people are saying are offensive. The audience is laughing. So. I don't know. The, the only thing they don't want is if they can read your political um, kind of uh, agenda. Yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. And I've actually, like, one of the criticisms I have of my own comedy where I'm like, I'm like, oh, is this too feminist or is this too left wing? Like, am I? And it's so funny that people are taking it to the, like, they're like, oh, you did something misogynist or where I'm like, no, I'm too political the other way. I gotta, I gotta just kind of tone it down like play to everyone i've seen a comedian here go up and say uh hey uh, you know i'm a feminist where are all the other feminists at so and then i've seen people just as soon as that said turn off because like oh, okay this is a political thing yeah and they turn off just let it be about the comedy and let people yeah. make their own assessment because mm -hmm. in the end that's why i keep saying it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter whether you're right left gay straight tall it shouldn't yeah. matter if you're funny if you're, funny, you're funny but that's if you all, go yeah. up there and say hey by the way guys i just want you all to know i'm greek 
you know, uh, so if you don't like feta, you should stay. Like, just stupid things like that. Yeah. And I was like, what is this guy talking about? I don't give a shit that he's Greek. I didn't even think about yogurt or feta. Yeah. Why is he bringing it up, right? It's, you're causing a scene where there was none. Yeah. All, a lot of people don't even believe I'm Greek sometimes. They come see me after the show The Communist. And like, oh, are you really Greek? Is it a stage name? I was like, no, no. Because they're like, oh, you didn't really talk about... Uh, being Greek because yeah, yeah. I'm not that comic I'm not going to yeah. go up and talk about I've had about people say like oh you should well I don't I'm not a doctor yet but when I get my PhD like oh you Dr. should go Quinn. up as Dr. Sarah Quinn or oh Dr. Sarah Quinn sounds cool it sounds cool but then it's also but I don't talk and I mean maybe I will eventually but I don't talk about my program like I don't talk about what I study in, in my act it has nothing to do with it and then people you're already on stage and people have a preconceived notion about who you are and what you're going to talk about. And it might also be alienated because, pe- like, oh, she's a doctor. Does she think she's smarter and yeah. better than us? Where it's like, no, I know one thing. I'm actually dumber than you. I've spent like a decade learning one thing. You've actually gone out and lived a life. But people, you know, I don't know. Oh, she's a pretentious academic. And I just thought of something that you should fucking do. What? What should I do? <laughs> Write this a, down. A podcast um, that's only about uh, the doctor, Quinn. Right. That's only about the psychology. You could bring on guests, um, researchers, people who talk about that. So you get to have your your comedy life, right? But you also get to have this the where other you because you do like it. I it's like just, it. It's well, a I different like kind of like learning. It's like learning and then laughing. Those are my two favorite things in the world. I would listen to that. I'm telling you, I would listen to that. I'd I'd want to know. Like, uh, do I want to? Do I like academia? Uh, I don't know, but I love learning. Like, and yeah, I'm. What if you'd bring people on who are experts? And they would tell you stuff. You would learn. Your audience would learn. Um, you would have fun doing it, right? It's a good outlet. Yeah. And people who would like that would come out to the shows yeah. and be like, I like fucking Dr. Quinn. Uh, yeah. She does comedy. Let me go watch her show. Yep. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, ideas. That's how it works. Yeah. Just yeah, people that come idea. out to shows and I'm like, how did you find that? And like, oh, I listen to the, I listen to the podcast. Oh, what? Yeah. I like, yeah. I, I didn't really watch stand-up comedy, but, you know, I've been listening to you guys for a while because we have the other one, the 4-H, and we, they come out. It's, it's an outlet for you. It's, um, it's a good way to network. And fuck, See, that's that what I'm bad at the business side of comedy, and that's I got to get better at that. Like the network, everybody got to get better at that. But there's a lot of people on the scene here. Do you have a website or do you have Twitter? Or? I have Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't have a website. Uh, maybe eventually. Um, yeah, I have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's I'm, good. That's I'm good to enough. Learn. Though. I'm, that, to learn. I'm, I'm not good at the at. Facebook, I think, I is the biggest. I've I don't noticed have the like the drive to self promote. I don't want to be famous. But it's not about. I've had the same argument on this fucking show. It's not about being famous because I had. I would say the same thing. I go. I don't want a lot of people. This and that. It's like, but you have no you choice. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Because when I wasn't, when I wasn't promoting and stuff, uh, people thought I wasn't doing fucking comedy anymore. Yeah. Because I yeah. wasn't promoting. So now I have to always self promote. Does it suck? Uh, for people like me, it does suck because I don't like it. I don't like self. I feel like I'm selling you something. Yeah, I know. I, and, and I feel like a, like a car salesman. I right? feel bad because I like so my Facebook page. It's not a fan page. And it feels like oh, I should have fans. That's oh, it I have a arrogant. fan page. Okay, good. No, no, I'm not saying like no, no. But me, I'm saying I have a fan page. Weird. Good for and you. And now that I made it. I'm like, fuck, I should have just kept the regular because now ha- it's weird that I have two yeah, fucking pages. So I have the regular page where it's like, you know, what, however many friends I have. And, you know, and I put up the, like, I've got a show. Here's my shows. I feel gu- I feel like I'm spamming people. Yeah, that's how I feel. And that's I feel exactly so bad. Like, I'm sorry, friends. Nobody's listening to Well, they might be listening to this because, you know, none of my friends are listening to this. Um, but, yeah, like, I... I just feel dirty or something. It's, like it's I, weird. It's a weird and feeling. And I know you have to. And, and I, I especially... And it's not... When I promote, it's not for me. It's because, oh, the the person who booked me wants to make money. Like, they, yeah. I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for the club or the venue or the booker. Like, I'm not... It's not about me. And it, 
I don't know. The worst is people who tell you, "Oh, I want to come watch one of your shows. I've been meaning to for a while. How come you don't? How come you don't uh, invite me? Or how come you don't?" And then you're like, "Fucking dickhead." So then you gotta and then you promote, invite, yeah. and then you invite and then them, you invite, and you feel and dirty like, for doing it. And then you click invite, and then the next day it's like, oh, my friend count just went down because <laughs> people like yeah, because people got mad. The, yeah, they don't yeah. like getting spammed. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic nowadays. Is how to use social media properly? I don't think I mm-hmm. use it properly, um, because it's weird. Like I said, I try to keep the fan page just comedy related. Yeah, and the only reason I made it was because people were telling me, because uh, I was getting more and more follows on Twitter, but on Facebook, people were always looking for me. And I found that people who don't know you, they're a little apprehensive. They're like, do I add him like as a friend? Yeah, but yeah. they're way more comfortable clicking like on a comedian they just saw. That they're like, oh, I do like his comic. Yeah, and they, that So makes that's sense. why I did it. But the hard thing is now I have these two divisions. I have way more people on my regular fucking Facebook than I do on the thing. It's like, what do I do? Do I invite do you, all of them and yeah, keep spamming? Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It's such a weird dynamic. But uh, whatever, who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, this, this is definitely a first world problem. This is no yeah, I know. <laughs> like we're here. Like, we have the internet. That's amazing. There's PPS, yeah. people starving. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, no how Uber. Do I, how do I post a thing on this magical yeah. entity <laughs> that connects me to the entire world? That I just click a button. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I was experiencing that when I was in Greece. I was in a village, and uh, I wanted a cab. Uh, I was trying to Uber. Like, there's no Uber here. And I was like, fuck, it's Athens has Uber. Like, yeah, it's Athens and Thessaloniki, like two it, cities that have Uber. They go, there's no other Uber no other in Uber. Greece, you fucking weirdo. And <laughs> I was like, fuck, little things like that, though, that me, any anywhere I am in North America, I get out of an airport, the first thing I'll do is I'll Uber. Yeah. I'll come pick me up. Like, I don't even think about it. And it's because it's, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's just us. The rest of the world doesn't have it. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. we're so babied. That's I know. why, again, I know. we're so sensitive and we're, it has nothing to do with we genders. We don't recognize our own privilege because it's just there. Yeah, not, it, We're sensitive because everything was handed to us. Yeah. Every, and everybody was a winner. Yeah. Everybody was a winner. You had a way to win. They're like, oh, you weren't second place. You were uh, second to first. You were first from the last. Don't worry about it. You got <laughs> Like everybody was given these fucking, in the end, their lies. And that's why I think we have this trouble dealing with rejection more now. Because like, what? I was never rejected. What's that? Did yeah, I do something wrong? Yeah. But in the end, in reality, you were. You lost sometimes. Everybody, yeah, you have to get used to losing. There's always going to be somebody better than you at something. Always. It doesn't matter how good. And that's, that's a good thing. Like instead of, you know, like getting jealous or like shitting on somebody because they're better than like go learn from them talk to them because you can get better too you can get better too yeah that's the thing somebody being better like okay let's use comedy if there's a comedian and they're funnier than you it doesn't prevent you from going home and becoming funnier yourself it also doesn't make you less funny yeah it doesn't it it that's why i never understood the the whole threat feeling like oh that guy's really i don't want him on the show this person's really funny what, then you do want them on the show. You want a funny want, show yeah. and you want to learn. Yeah. I wanna, see comics like, oh my yeah, God, go, I wish I thought of that. If somebody's funnier than you, think about why and yeah. see if you can make is it Is it like, the premises? Is it the subject matter? Is it how the they stage talk? Stage presence, well, yeah, the writing what is it? of what? Yeah. Take from that. Yeah. Are they confident and you're not confident and you're like, fuck, if I was confident, those yeah, jokes were I just said this a bit louder. Yeah. Or, yeah. Try that. Yeah. You learn from it. Mm-hmm. This whole not, not winning, lo- okay, losing does not... Equate to failure. That is not true at all in anything. But they make us, I guess, I guess because exams. there's nothing wrong with failure. You learn from failure. Yeah. The only reason you don't learn sometimes is because you've been told you, there's only one way is winning. It's not true. You I'll, Sometimes you win more by losing because yeah. you, you learn something and yeah. then you're undefeated after if, that. If you don't open yourself up to failure, you'll never really truly be great at anything. So if you're good, it feels really good to be good. So yeah. if I go on stage, I tell a joke, I, I'm like, okay, these, these five jokes always work. It makes me happy. 
But if I never write more, if I never take the risk of trying a new joke, I'm never going to become great. I'll just always be good. So if you kind of push yourself just a little bit outside of your comfort zone, you say something that's a little bit scary, like typically, and typically the things that I really don't want to say, or I'm like, this is risky. Those end up being my best jokes and like hosting. So I hate hosting. Likewise. Cause I'm just, I'm like, I'm a writer. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't come from an acting background. Like I'm, I don't feel like a performer. I'm, I don't give a shit who's celebrating a birthday. Yeah. And I'm not like the improv stuff is hard for me. So if people, like, I will take any hosting gig I can get because I hate it. Because that, and like, and I have gotten better as a writer, like, just as a comic, not a host, because of hosting. Because I do a thing that scares me and I do a thing that's hard. And yeah, like, I have, well, I just hosted two weeks ago and I actually went really well. But the first time I did it, I I don't think it it probably didn't go that well. And I've had times where I've hosted where I'm like, oh. But you learn from it. I I love, I love making myself a little bit uncomfortable. I like it too. Like life shouldn't be easy. We shouldn't be comfortable on the time. That's boring. The worst is when I show up somewhere, somebody books me and they tell me you're hosting. Like a lot of people, it's like, are you fucking kidding me, man? I'm not a host. And I'm like, oh, I'll still do it anyway because it'll be. It was, uh, David Acker was the one of the guys who. Uh, there was a weekend, and I was on on the Friday, and then the next day he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna host." And I was like, "Are you sure?" Like he's like, "Have you ever hosted?" I was like, "I think once." I go, "But this is the comedy nest. I shouldn't." He's like, "No, nah, I'm comfortable." Uh, I like, do you, do I say my jokes? He's like, just keep them in your back pocket. He goes in case yeah. you need them. But just do your thing. And it ended up being a fucking. They had fun. They yeah. had a good fucking night. Then I host an open mic night, and I got into argument with comedians. They were mad. Some two Co- comics. What? Why? Because I was making fun of people as I was bringing them up, but in a loving way. Because there was two people in the audience. The rest were all comedians. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. So I was fucking yeah, with my friends. We're all, we're all comics. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all friends. Uh, and some people didn't like it. Ugh. They thought it was personal, but there was two people in the audience. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, if they're not going to have fun, we're going to we have gonna fun. We're going to have fun, yeah. So I was, uh, but some people laughed. Like I, I said a joke about uh, DJ uh, Mausner at the time. Okay. And she laughed because it was, it was good. I, uh, well, I said, uh, she's a ni- uh, coming to stage now, 9-11 survivor, DJ Mausner. And she came up <laughs> and she's like, I did not. Survive 9-11. And then I yelled from the back of the room. I was like, you here, ain't you? You made it. And uh, <laughs> that made people laugh. And, you know, she had fun yeah, with it. She was yeah, like, yeah, I didn't. She, so, yeah, yeah. she didn't go be like, what the fuck is he talking about? She, you know, she acted like a comic. She yeah. went up. She's yeah. like. Well, and I she's did. done very well for herself. Exactly. Yeah. But you see, yeah. the person with the sense of humor did well. Yeah. She didn't come in time like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> you know, God, I'm right. I hate yeah. those towers. Yeah. Like, or even if, even if. Even if it does offend you, just le- like go on stage and do your thing because it's not it's not about the other comedians on the show. It's about the audience. Yeah, it's not about you. It's not about it's about making the audience laugh. So yeah, no, but people, I, I like I like the banter with comics that have sense of humor like that. I love it. That's something that I also find in the scene is irreplaceable. When you're that's another thing I miss when I'm away for too long is just comics being comics, shooting the shit. Yeah, yeah. Because we think differently. Yeah, we're weird. We're weird people. Yeah, like I'll, I'll be backstage and, and somebody will say something and I'll and I'll feed off that and then I'll like Abdul saying something or Darren Henwood and we're just yeah. we're just going at it and we're like fuck. In normal context, this conversation cannot work. Normal people walking the streets cannot hear this. They're gonna think we're fucking insane. Yeah, right. Like I remember I had a conversation. It was me, uh, John Singodar, Brian Scalaro, Abdul Butt was. It was. Just insanity. I was like, th- there's no way they wouldn't put us in a insane asylum <laughs> yeah. if they weren't listening to this conversation, yeah. right? It, you can't get that with normal, quote-unquote, yeah. people, non-comics. Uh, and I, I miss that a lot. I miss that when I'm away for too long. I, I miss that banter. Because I feel like it, it, I don't know, it alleviates something. You're like, oh, they're as fucked as I am. Yeah. We're all crazy. Yeah, we're, yeah. 
Now you feel less alone. I feel, I feel like you crazy. belong. Yeah. I feel like we're all fucked. We're all. The, well, but I think any like I don't know what normal is. Yeah, I don't know, and I, I feel I definitely say within comedy, there's got to be like higher percentage of people who are depressed or anxious, mental illness. It just seems like every single comic I meet is like, oh, I'm depressed. I've suffered from depression. Whereas out in the real world, is that? Or are we just more open about talking about it? I think we're just more open about about talking about it. Somebody asked me uh, for transgender um, athlete. We're talking about athletes. Okay. And they said, do you find it normal for people to be transgender? And honestly, I go, I don't know what normal is. I don't know if I'm qualified to tell you what the fuck normal is. Like, Like it's probably a a small percentage of people, but it doesn't mean it's it's abnormal. It's probably also normal. Small percentage of people are left. I'm left-handed. I'm not, I don't think I'm abnormal. But that's what I'm saying. It's also probably normal to them. Isn't that what matters? If you could live. Yeah, it's crazy to me when somebody's writing with their right hand. Like, but. Right. Same so thing you're when transgendered. See, that's your life. When that's I see norm. lefties, I do think, that, like, how the like, fuck how is that? Aren't you just smudging everything now? What is happening? <laughs> right? Yeah. But same thing. Say, I, I, like I, if that's your reality, it would be if you're transgendered or you ident- like you're born, you identify as the other gender and you don't transition. That must feel crazy and abnormal, right? Like you're not living your true self. Like, so, yeah. See, the thing, I don't know enough about it to tell people how to feel or how. All I know is that myself... I've always felt like a thin man in a fat man's body, right? So that's been fucking horrible. <laughs> no, but th- th- I've said that too, that it must be fucked up because you're, if you're in mentally, you're in the wrong body, right? It's fucked up because that's like a how, yeah. there's almost no way out type of thing, right? So depending on the person, how strong they are, how, they're, how they handle it, yeah. it must be completely fucked up. Yeah. But whether it's Life normal is hard as or is not, and then to have, yeah. I don't know what normal is. Like who is normal? Tell me one person. Yeah, what is normal? Is it just like the average of if you just averaged all the people? But then that's not normal then either because then they're all yeah, different yeah, in order to yeah, make yeah. an average, right? It's also boring. It's, yeah. I don't know what normal is. I don't why, know. Why? Yeah. And if there is a normal, why be normal? You know why what my normal weird? is? You know what I think normal could be and we could all get along? Don't be a fucking cunt. That's it. <laughs> right? Yeah. If that, yeah. if that would be the bar, right? If you're just not just, a fucking asshole yeah, to people, just be kind. Just have empathy. I think nobody's em- going to give a shit about empathy. Is the most important thing. Yes, there are there are bad people in the world, unfortunately, but there it's a small percentage. I think most people mean well. Some people make mistakes. Some people, you know, maybe they're not educated about yeah. a certain thing, but they mean well. I don't think people go out to try to hurt others or harm others. Just have it's empathy. It's very very few. People. And if somebody does do something and it hurts you. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Talk to talk them. To them. Talk, talk to them. Talk to them. If they keep doing it, well, fuck them. Like, cut them out of your life. But talk to them first. Because you know what happens now mostly? It's me and you. Uh, where uh, we get into an argument or something. Or I don't even know. I mean, Or you don't even know you're in an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say something that offends me. I'm here. Instead of telling you, yeah. about, I'm going to go to my Facebook and be like, a fucking Sarah Quinn yeah. bitch said this, this. And then people are going to be like, Sarah Quinn, what a fucking oh, bitch. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this, and then you're like, what the fuck? there are fuck? people who dislike we, me that don't even know yeah. me because they We could have talked about this. Yeah. You idiot. We were in the same fucking yeah. room. Like people believe like rumors spread. Like I've heard things about myself which are insane and so far from the truth. But it's like one thing escalated to another thing. And yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear rumors about oh, myself. God. <laughs> I would love it. I knew. I know that. Uh, I heard that there was comedians on the scene that had their own Facebook group. I, I no, I'm not in it. I'm not. I don't think. I don't think I'm allowed. I don't, I don't know if you're in it or not. But I'm I, not. I don't, I'm I don't definitely know. not in the. I know. I know the group you're talking about. I'm I definitely can't give not names only for the like uh, honest truth. I, I mean, comedians know. of Montreal, I, but that's I, like everybody. Yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. that too. Yeah. But I never look at that. But uh, there's another group, a subgroup apparently, okay. uh, that talks a lot of shit about everybody. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard 
I think I've seen I've seen that they've. I don't know who shit. the official. I think list they is. talk shit about. I know because I have friends in that group that have let okay. me know that shit. So I'm not allowed to be in it because then you know. I don't know who the official uh, list of people yeah, is because I, I don't. I don't. And know. I don't want to lie and be like it's this person because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we can't. Say uh, that, if yeah. I knew somebody, then I would maybe call them out on it, but I don't. But I'm I'm curious because they talk shit about everybody. I was like, fuck, man, is there nobody who's part of this group that can send me screenshots about my rumors? I want to hear my rumors. I want to hear I what wish, you're saying I about wish me. I, could, I wish I could like be a mole and get in yeah, there. Yeah, but, it's, it's but I guess fucking, that's why they won't let me in. But isn't that fucking weird? Like, why? <laughs> yeah. But are they? I, I wonder because again, again, I haven't seen it. I, would, I wonder if it's yeah. real shit. And the thing is, or any, if it's fake. Is it real problems? Is it like any of the things I've heard have been said about me? Any of the people I've fake? heard who've said it? I would let, let's sit down and have a coffee. Let's let's do a podcast together and but talk what you've it heard, out. I what you've heard about to, yourself uh, was it real or fake, fabricated? It was fabricated. Like, it that's was fabricated. what's like, see. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Or was taking things way out of context. See, that's that that takes it past venting, and then yeah. that caused that's that's what I don't understand. Like if it was let's say a vent group, and like oh fucking you know Pandellas told me this and did this to me, and I'm and it was true. It was it's just like Mean Girls. It's ah. just like let's let's try to get somebody not on a show because it's comp and I and yeah it's it, it's scary, but you know what. If you want to get me banned on a show because you want more stage time, don't waste your energy like spreading false rumors. Go home and write a funny joke and you'll there get the stage go. time. That, there we go. There. That's I, I've talked to I think I was talking to I think like Rodney Ramsey, like professional, amazing comedian, and he's like, anybody who is actually good at this and is getting stage time doesn't have time to go on the internet and, and shit on people because exactly you're too busy doing comedy and writing jokes and getting stage time and getting paid. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He don't. told me the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, look, uh, we, worth it. we were together. Fuck, I don't know who said something. We were together backstage and he's like, did you hear this, this, this? And he's like, who the fuck said that shit? Because uh, it wasn't even about me or him. It was a third party, right? But we were listening to the story and he's like, man, anybody who's fucking making money and really making it in here and yeah. do that doesn't give a fuck who has time for this shit yeah who really has time to create who, groups i know mm. yeah and the thing is like let's say somebody does do something and it truly does hurt you maybe talk to them because maybe they didn't maybe you're misinterpreting something you're there's something missing yeah. you know have a conversation and figure and then, then you'll get over it i had a, co- a comedian maybe they'll apologize you'll apologize and get along and you move on i had a comic who was a uh, got upset about something i said uh, but they talked to me that night and then it was then it was like water in the bridge because i was like oh well that yeah. is not at all what i meant yeah. this is this and this and like oh okay well i took it like this yeah. i was like oh well good thing you fucking came and talked to me you know and the thing is like you know if, if there is something say, say you make a joke and there is something wrong with it then tell like t- talk to the person because like i want to be a better comic and so if there is something that I could change, I'd say it this way, or, uh, you know, like I I'm open. I think you should it drop I mean, less N-bombs. That's the main <laughs> thing about your set. I have a joke about the N-word. You open but it's with not, that. It, it's, it's not actually about <laughs> the N-word. It's, but yeah, it's, you think I'm going to say, but then I say a different word. <laughs> I like that. See, yeah, misdirection. Yeah, it's misdirection. We're also magicians. That's what Acker's good at this It's a new joke. Because he has I'm magic and comedy. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but like I, you know, obviously... I, my, the criticism, the feedback I take is from the audience, but if you're a really good comic, you're a really smart person and you have something you want to say about my joke, I want to hear it. Tell it to me and we can talk it out. Maybe I'll take your feedback. Maybe I won't, but I'm not. Yeah. Don't just like go online, take my joke out of context and 
have and also written I'm down, like, it sound way worse. Yeah, way worse. Yeah, yeah. That joke, that but you, nobody has actually written because nobody actually listened. Like they. That's the yeah. thing is who's transcribing this? Yeah. Who has yeah. this fucking amazing memory yeah. that's verbatim writing it down and yeah. is gonna? Because that show right there, that one on the right that you see, the joke that you told me in the beginning of this uh, podcast before we started that you liked oh. that you heard last weekend. Oh yeah yeah yeah. At yeah, yeah. that show, that joke, uh, people got offended and gasped. Um, the one at the beginning or the one at the end? I the like one at the beginning, the, the kids, one, that, the kids one. I, they got I offended. I love that joke. I've, and I've, I've I was, lived that joke. <laughs> I, I was shocked because I was like, are you fucking really, you're offended? As I'm not putting these kids in fucking sweatshops. Right? Yeah. And then I asked, I go, how many of you own a fucking iPhone? Oh, I didn't mean I, I meant like just. Not like, I, <laughs> I didn't mean I've been in a sweat. I just meant like the, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, how like many the, have an iPhone and they lifted their hands like a majority of the crowd? I go, then you're the fucking problem. How am I the problem for making a joke about it? Are we insane yeah, right now? Are yeah. we all fucking crazy? Is this crazy town? It is so, that's such a good joke. Because, like, I found, like, the whole, yeah, like, and I, I'm of the age now where a lot of people I know have kids. And they're like, oh, my kid's a man. I'm like, my no. kid, like, oh, but my kid can read. It's big letters. There's I've been, I've been reading for that's fucking not, years. I read. I freaking read. Yeah. Actually, no, I take it back. It is kind of amazing when a kid can read, considering, like, the parents couldn't even read the instructions on a box of condoms. But oh, this is why people hate me. No, but, no, but I mean, like, I don't. I'm not that impressed. I'm not that impressed. I'm sure if it's your own kid, you're impressed, but like nobody else. I've is. also seen kids. They have these kids building fucking like bombs and trucks and all that. You know, these special kids that go to university and stuff. That's impressive. You can't put yeah. a fucking Jeopardy level kid yeah. in front of your kid and his fucking finger painting oh, skills. Your kid I don't care. Scored one goal at the soccer game. Good. Great. Call me when he scores five. Yeah, and like good. Like I'm happy for him. Happy that you. Yeah, have I a don't family, want the kid to like, not succeed. Yeah. It's you know? okay. Also, you know, if he's allergic to gluten and fake shit like that, oh it's like, no, I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Made up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I love that joke. It's like, yeah, it's relatable. And then it and then you surprise people at the end. And Where are people going to find you online? Where can people find me online? Um, so, well, you can find me on Facebook. But there we go. Sarah, S-A-R-A, no H. There we go. Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N. Um, and so I got Twitter. I think it's doctor, but spelt all the way out. And I'm not a doctor yet. And I actually took that handle before I was going to grad school. It's just because doctor. So it's like D-O-C, Smart. like doctor spelled D-O-C-T-O-R. And then dot Quinn. That's, That's my fucking Instagram. easy. Dr. Quinn. But there's a dot in between the doctor. Dr. Dot But Quinn. on Instagram, I think it's all, it's like doctor or win all no dot in the middle you should have on your twitter just put your instagram i should as well. just do that i do that yeah too. this is so i need a manager i can't afford a manager no you could do it it's fucking <laughs> easy everybody makes it i need to get i feel like i just need to write like right now i'm more like i just want to write jokes and i want to get better at that but that's the most important part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're everything else you could build around because it's it's not as hard as it seems Everybody like that. Like, how the fuck do you do a podcast if it was hard i wouldn't fucking be doing it i'm very lazy yeah all right it's not hard yeah. You just have to actually do it. It's a comedy. People are like, how the fuck do you get up on stage? Fucking get up on stage. That's how that's step hell, one. It's harder for me not to. Yeah, same. Like, that's I what can't, I say. I took I basically didn't do comedy in 2016. How the hell did I I, I and I I wouldn't be I would have killed myself. That's I I did yeah, that that was one of the worst years of my life last year. And I, I was I didn't do comedy. Yeah. I got so much nonsense to talk about. And I gotta force people to listen to it. Yeah. I like when they relate to my nonsense. Yeah. I love, I love, like that, and that's the funny thing is that the jokes that performers have gotten offended by are the jokes that I often have audience members come up to me and they're like, I love that joke. That joke was relatable. That joke made me feel something. That's why the performer didn't like it. That's why. Yep. Yep. Anyways, Sarah Quinn, I'm very happy that you came on. Yeah, this um, was great. 
I think this was a fun podcast. This I enjoyed myself. Fun. Even though we had technical difficulties in the beginning. <laughs> but Sarah, uh, Dr. Quinn on Twitter. Sarah Quinn, Sarah with no H on Facebook. Um, you could follow her on Twitter and you always have your shows. You always post when you're doing I, Yeah, sometimes I'm like, typically if I'm tagged in something, I'll retweet. I got to get better with the Twitter. Um, Point is, I just called Montreal, it the Twitter. That's how good I am at it. I still um, call it the Facebook and people fa- get mad at me. <laughs> the internet. No, that is right. I don't even know. The Google. Um, yeah, I, I post, I always post my shows on Facebook. So I don't okay. care. Add me, follow me. I don't care. I don't care if we've never met. I don't care. Sarah Quinn does not mind. So I don't mind. Follower, and thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.